Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night. Long-term booking. guys thank you so very much for joining me right here on off the script this is your aew dynamite post show for june 7th 2023 i'm your host jd from new york as always coming to you live from the ots beer garden thank you guys so very much for joining us on your wednesday evening as jesse is walking through the forbidden door oh my goodness man i'm jd from new york and my very good friend and co-host the manager, the former manager of Keith Lee over here. Jesse, what's going on, man? <laughs> what's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I bet you if I told you the sky's blue, you wouldn't believe me these days, no, would you? No, 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 man. The sky <laughs> was, uh, the sky today, g- genuinely, I, I had no idea. I was in Atlantic City for the last three days. I drove back this morning, and it was blue. It was sunny when I left. And when I got into New York, as I'm driving through Queens, I see the fucking sky, bro. I'm like, what is going on here? I open up the window. I got my metal music blasting out the window. I start to smell like uh, a campfire burning. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Is my Mustang fucking overeating? Is it on fire or something? And, And all of a sudden, I get home and I am told that the Canadians are burning shit up, bro. They're lighting shit up up there where... 
the smog, the fire, and, and this charcoal-like smell was like 175 miles deep from fucking uh, Canada. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? It looked like Silent Hill outside. Man, you just can't depend on Canada for anything, can you, man? I hope Will Ospreay beats Kenny Omega, okay, at the Forbidden Door. That's how much I don't like Canada right now. Seriously, holy bro. shit, guys! Oh my goodness, okay. we, we bro, we, we didn't even get we bro, we didn't even get started yet. What the hell? I think the second one is better than the first one. Oh my goodness, the dud with a $100 super chat. He says, I pre-ordered All Elite Wrestling Fight for Every Elite Edition on my PlayStation 5. Can't wait to play it. Dud, I'll be right there with you, brother. I can't wait to start streaming that for you guys. Hopefully, you enjoy what I got planned. And then I'm already dead with a $100 bomb. He says, JD, AEW wins again. There you go, man. JD AEW what, wins again. Wait, that's not what he said. Yes, Hold on. That, that's exactly what he said. JD AEW wins again, he says. No, that looks like a half to me, buddy. What does he say, JD, bro? I, I got to get glasses, bro. What is it? Let me yes, say. You, what is, yes, what, you do. What, is this, like what does this say, bro? I can't, I can't say. JD AEW wins again. That's what it says. Bro, that's a bomb. My name in it. Let's go. I don't know, Let's man. Let's go. Why were, why were, why were, why were chat shitting? I would like everyone, including you, my friend, and everyone in the chat and everyone listening, to please kindly go fuck themselves tonight, man. Really? Yes, man. Why, why, yes. Why, why, what's with this anger here? In honor of the great Iron Sheik, bro. Oh, yeah. Everybody go fuck themselves, man. Iron Sheik, rest in peace to the Sheik, man. Yes, yes, 81 yes. years young. What was, the ca- what was the cause? What, what was the reason? Did they say? I didn't, you know... I'm not I, didn't even, I didn't even know he had health problems, bro. I thought he was uh, ready and good to go to about 95. Nah, we, you know, when you get to that age, I'm not going to lie. I don't even look for cause of death anymore, you know? I mean, it's it not to be like, he's 81. I mean, who's 81 and not dealing with all kinds of, you know, crazy issues, you know? Yeah. So, and just, you know, I, I just know he lived a long, a long life. And even in this older age, through you know, via Twitter, he still manages to be, you know, a, a little bit of a heel, to be a little bit of a jerk on Twitter for the last few years. And I've I've faithfully and enjoyably followed Iron Sheik for years where he's daily, daily reminded me to go fuck myself, man. Yeah. And that's what I do because the Iron goddamn Sheik said so, bro. I love it. It's awesome. Who doesn't like to be told to go fuck themselves by Iron Sheik? I'm telling you, man. It's awesome, man. Listen, man, Dynamite tonight was uh, one hell of a banger of a show. Uh, there's a lot to uh, uncover here, and we are going to get right into it. Uh, and I want to start at the top here, the big thing, the uh, traditional weekly TK announcements. They, uh, they don't seem to stop coming. Tony Khan, with his big eyes on TV, bro, he's like, he's like, he's like a fucking Frankenstein out there. Man. He's got the big eyes, you know? <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, bro. Can you take it down a notch or four? Holy shit. Yeah, man. Nah, he's, got, man. he's got the big eyes in front of the camera. He's like, collision on Saturday night. You know, hey. so. Uh, um, Get that Michelle Pfeiffer going on, man. Uh, listen, listen, we love TK, man. We love TK. But uh, th- th- this main event was announced tonight for AEW Collision. 
June 17th, CM Punk is back. He's teaming with his boys, Dax and Cash, FTR, against Jay White, Juice Robinson, which, by the way, Jesse, I'm not sure if you're aware. Juice Robinson apparently, supposedly, reportedly, is rock hard. Rock hard, bro. There we go. Rock hard. I don't I, I I don't I don't understand where it's coming from, but I don't we have to uncover this mystery very soon. Now and I don't think I, I don't think you announced it right. You, you didn't announce it the way that TK announced it. He said that the main event for collision would be Samoa Joe. Yes. Versus Switchblade versus Juice Robinson. Uh, I'm sorry, and Juice Robinson. Versus FTR and CM Punk. And, and, and he, he got up and dove away? He got up and dove away. He didn't want to hear the booze. He didn't want to hear uh, the negativity online. Man, they cut away quick. Well, what, what, what do you want them to do? It's only an announcement. Bro. They cut quick. They turned the music on, bro. They... Woo! Listen, man, this main event, um, the rumors were true. CM Punk and Jay White have been linked in the dirt sheets. Apparently, CM Punk wants to work with Jay White. He has taken a liking to Jay White. Uh, It's not very hard to see why. Jay White is fucking great. But this six-man main event trios match happening in the main event of Collision, bro. I actually... Uh, they they mixed the rumors in the dirt sheets with two stories here: Jay White, and yeah, CM Punk, Punk yeah. and and then they did CM Punk and Samoa Joe, which they've been both teasing on social media for the past two or three weeks. And a lot of people, I already see the negativity, bro. I've been seeing uh, a lot of people. Uh, oh, CM Punk in a six man tag, collision six man tag. No, Tony Khan don't know what he's doing. Uh, this is CM Punk's first match back in, in how many months, Jesse? Since uh, since last September. Uh, what is it? Eight months? Nine months? And he's in a he's he's in a, he's in a trios match, bro. And a lot of people are uh, going to be criticizing this. I would rather him in a, in a trios match than a one on one match, knowing what he's gone through already. And he's ba- basically fragile. He's like uh, he's made of glass. He is. We, we 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 need to see if he's ready to go and slowly integrate him back into the show and into the ring. Having this trios match in the main event, bro, I think it's a good decision. You're mixing. Joe and Punk, you're mixing Jay White and CM Punk in there, getting him in there He with somebody he wants to work with. He's teaming with his boys. I mean, it's the, it's a collective best of three worlds here. You get everything you want. It's going to be a tremendous main event. I can't wait for it. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you something, and I'm, I, I bet no one's really thought about this too much, but for Punk's return, and this is not because, like, everything that happened with Punk, but in Punk's return, I don't want to see him wrestle. All I want to see Punk do is come out there, get a live microphone, and talk. I want to hear what Punk has to say about all of this. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll say something. He's got to say something. Well, well, um, we're assuming, and we think so. But I think the advertisement of Punk with a live mic would be more interesting than Punk in a six-man tag match. We'll get to the wrestling. We can do that week two. You know, we can do it a different week, but. That's the draw. If Punk is going to come out with a live mic on Saturday, that's the draw. And then week two, what's he going to do? Then he's going to wrestle a six-man tag match. Okay, that's the second draw. If he's already wrestling, I don't want to see what the fuck he's got to say. 
the yeah. second week, I would let I would rather see Punk in the last 15, 20 minutes of the show live microphone and then set up his first match for the upcoming week. I get what you're saying, but they need to. Uh, I mean, listen, man, AEW has waited long enough on CM Punk. They need they, they need to get him in there. You know, we've heard him talk before. There'll be plenty of moments for him to talk after this show. Uh, they need him in the ring. They need his name value for why he came back, and that is to wrestle professionally. So uh, I have no problem with uh, him jumping right into the fire here. And they're doing it as cautiously as possible in a six-man tag team match. I can't really fault them for that. Yeah, yeah, that's going to take a lot of the the, um, the the physical efforts off of him. He doesn't have to work the whole match, and hopefully he can stay healthy. Hopefully. We'd like to yeah. see him wrestle throughout the summer with no injury. But uh, that was announced tonight. Very much looking forward to that. And uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how they build that show around that big trios match. I'm assuming uh, we'll get some matches announced in the next week or two because that is fastly approaching uh, that collision debut show on June 17th, which, by the way, I got new artwork done. Uh, Jesse and I will be live on Saturday night for that. And it's going to be tremendous. So hopefully you guys join us here on the post show for AEW Collision. The other, thing that, uh, the other big thing that happened tonight, Jesse, is uh, the MJF and Adam Cole unexpected face-to-face promo that uh, had everybody talking on social media. This was absolutely fucking gold, and I mean television gold. Adam Cole, you guys know Adam Cole as one of the best in the world at what he does on the mic, in the ring. Same thing with MJF. And we're getting this colossal matchup after MJF said that there was nobody left on the roster for him. There was no competition left for him. Everybody was wondering what he would be doing at Forbidden Door. I would not rather, I would not want, uh, I I should say, uh, MJF to defend the AEW championship against the New Japan talent. I would rather him wrestle in a match that means something on that show with the championship on the line that isn't so predictable. But... It looks like we're getting that and getting our wish, Jesse. Adam Cole and MJF seemingly have been uh, set for a collision course at Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door? Yeah, I think I think so, man. You're not going to leave MJF off that show. Yeah, uh, there's no what, way you can. What, what are we getting next week? We're getting an eliminator match. Supposedly, oh. that's, what, that's what I read. An eliminator match, which is a non-title match for AEW. It's basically uh, WWE doing uh, champion versus challenger, and then the champion loses on television to give the challenger the title match at at a later date, which I can't fucking stand. But AEW seemingly has done this uh, time and time and time again with some of their talent. I don't really understand it. So this match is not for All In in London? I don't know. It's it's not for Forbidden Door? This match is just going to happen next week. You know what this reminds me of, bro? It reminds me of Punk and uh, Moxley on Dynamite right before uh, the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was great. What was that one, a minute? Three minutes. They got to get out of this match somehow to to get us to a real match. But however they do it, it's going to be lame. I don't do this match next week. I don't know what the fuck they're doing, bro. I, I, I don't like know what you said, I, I, you, you do not do this match next week. You don't. No. no. Why are you... Why? First of all, why are you giving Adam Cole... Uh, an eliminator match. He ju- he just he, they ju- they just MJF said he would defend the title anywhere, any place. You're, 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 you're giving him a non-title match next week on. Do- How the fuck does that make any sense? When MJF verbally said word for word, "I'll defend this title against you anytime, any place." What are we doing here? The whole story, the whole little mini story they built here 
was that Adam Cole is not in a position for a title match, but he went out there and got MJF to put his foot in his mouth and offer one up. Yes. And Cole took it. Yes. And there and, we go. And, and the biggest, the biggest logic app, Jesse, is MJF doesn't lose, nor should he lose. So what are we doing here? How do we do how do we do this now? Does MJF lose by DQ next week? How do we do this now? Because Adam Cole needs to win to get to a title match or a pay-per-view. And you don't want MJF to lose. I don't know, man. Maybe it sets up a tag team match. Maybe MJF teams with somebody in New Japan against Adam Cole and somebody he teams up with in New Japan. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how we uh, we even make sense of this. It just doesn't really make sense to me at all. No. But the promo back and forth, uh, there was a lot of dirt thrown on Adam Cole and then right back to MJF. We got... MJF mentioning Vince McMahon. We got MJF mentioning that Vince McMahon never saw a star in Adam Cole. We got MJF mentioning the Bruce Pritchard story of Bruce and his terrible creative wanting to make Keith Lee Adam Cole's manager. So good. We we got that. We got Adam Cole uh, throwing it right back at MJF, telling him that, uh, yeah, why don't we go back uh, to the uh, gorilla position and fucking both piss in a cup and, and see which guy comes out a little bit more cleaner. Oh, that was that was oh, a dirty shot. Man. Oh, my goodness, man. We got that. Uh, we got a lot of pot shots. Britt Baker, I hope, gets involved here. What are we saying? We're saying we're saying MJF is not doing it the clean way, man. Is that what we that's what uh, that's what he's insinuating. That what we, is that what we're getting at, man? I don't know. I don't know. I know. All, of, all of the dirt and all of the stuff that MJF threw out all had truth behind it. What, what is Adam Coles? I, I, don't, I don't know, but uh, we even got MJF kind of bringing back that carrying cross promo with Adam Cole, bro. He's <laughs> like, uh, you know what uh, makes MJF special by them ringing the goddamn bell. <laughs> they ring the freaking bell. Like, I mean, I wanted to tweet about that so hard, but then I know Karrion Cross is, is always trolling Twitter, man, and he would have that just buried his career so bad, man. That pre never recovered from that Adam Cole promo. No. Never. And it's sad, it's sad, too, because I didn't want that to kind of be true, but... Uh... A lot it's of that actually, like yeah, a lot of that actually came true, man. Which yeah, I, I like Cross. I think Cross is great. I think he needs to be tweaked, but you yeah. know, he hasn't really done much of anything in WWE. Yeah. He hasn't. I know he. I know you know. So MJF tried to like turn it around and say, "Look who's who now. Look who's got the girl. Who's got the game." Adam Cole can still go though. That's the only difference. Yeah, that's the only. That was uh, that. I think that promo should have never been approved. Even if the even if the guys themselves approved it, I, I think Triple H is so much to step in and say, "Hey, this is not a good, not a good promo to go out there and do. It's not a good idea." He never, never recovered from that. Every from that point, I was already and you're witness to this. I was already on board of saying that Cross was not very good in the ring. Yes, you've been saying you were saying that during his entire NXT run to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not to say that he's like the worst ever, but he's just not as good as his gimmick makes him out to be. And that promo just kind of just solidified it and make and it makes you watch and look at his his wrestling matches ever since. And yeah, he's not as good as the gimmick. The gimmick is a like larger than life, you know, with, with Scarlet and everything else and the entrance and that bet. It goes hard, but then when he starts wrestling, he, 
it's not no man it, it doesn't fit uh, it, it's great mjf used adam cole's best promo against him on dynamite tonight that was awesome man it's fucking great um we also got the uh guy that never loses bro i don't think he's ever gonna lose his fucking championship orange cassidy once again by the way opening the show so that's he didn't where get uh, he didn't get a week off they didn't put him on the second uh slot from the top they didn't put him in the middle of the show they didn't end the show with it uh, opens the show. Orange Cassidy is uh, Tony Khan's de facto opener, no matter what. Unbelievable match against Swerve. I thought the match was fucking tremendous. But uh, towards the tail end of that, bro, I'm like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then at the end of it, it doesn't happen. Sneaks yeah. out of victory. I, I even think I saw him pulling the tights a little bit, bro. He cheated. Yeah. And uh, Orange Cassidy retains that international championship by the skin of his teeth. And Swerve, again, Comes up short. Starting to feel like it's okay to just miss the first half hour of Dynamite. It's going to be an Orange Cassidy match. Is it going to be a good one? Probably. Yeah. Probably. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say it was a boring or you know, a weak match. But, I mean, man, think of your favorite dish on the planet. You know, whether it's steak or a certain restaurant of pizza and you love it so much. Yeah. Great. Now eat it every day for like a month straight. Now how much do you love it? I don't. I would not. Uh, I would not be a, a huge fan of uh, the meats if no. I ate it every night. No, not, and it's too much of a good thing. I, I think that's. The, I think that's the best way to explain what we're getting with Orange Cassidy here. Right now, it's just too much of a good thing. Yeah, you know, we like orange. You know, I'm. I'm not here to bash orange. I like Orange Cassidy. I like. I like. I, I like how he proved his naysayers wrong that how he can't wrestle, how he can't work. That's been proven. That we can stop that narrative now. That's gone. So. Now, at this point, it's just overkill. I want to continue to like him. So can we not force him, you know, upon us every last single Wednesday at the start of the show? Yeah. I mean, it's getting a little old. I think they yeah. squeezed, uh, they have squeezed the pulp from that, uh, or the yeah. juice from that uh, that orange a little bit too much, bro. There's nothing coming out there now. Yeah, pretty much, man. But listen, he's a great champion. He he's is. a great champion. He's had a great reign. Um, part of me is very curious to see how they end it. There's a couple of guys on my list I'd love to see end it. Miro, Andrade, Buddy Matthews. We got Takeshita. Uh, Swerve would have been great tonight, but uh, it, it seemingly does not look uh, like it's going to happen anytime soon. But, uh, ooh, what did you say? Takeshita? Takeshita, yeah. I, I, said, I said that months ago. Even ooh, when Takeshita no. was a, a blue-collar, baby-face, up-and-coming guy, man. Just no, fresh on the scene. Then. No, it, it didn't make it, sense it, then, no. It didn't make sense then. Now? Yeah. Look how much heat they look how much Orange Cassidy is loved. Look how much heat that they're getting over there on the other side. That that's a that's a fantastic, you know, way to drop that title. Two weeks in a row, bro. They didn't have to pipe in uh, booze for uh, Mr. Callis over there. Nah, they don't have to pipe in shit. <laughs> I don't think AEW ever pipes in shit. Maybe on a tape rampage, but on a live dynamite, they ain't piping in anything. Man, Manzuri's not gonna do that. Are you kidding nah, me? There's no need to. No, of course no not. Need. He's not a fan of wood. There's no need to for WWE either. They just do. They just do. Yes, they they do. And then it fucking uh, brainwashes the fucking geeks out there. Yeah. Oh, do- Dominic is a better heel than MJF. The look, fuck I, are you watching? Look, I, I think... So look, <laughs> I, I think, I think oh, that narrative... Man. I think that narrative just happened to like come up like comically. Not like comically, but in a way just like, wow... People thought Dominic would fail, but look at him. He's getting 
fucking heat like MJF out there, you know, which was a line to say when we were surprised by Dominic's heat. But now people are taking that and running with it. Oh, Dominic's a better heel. Slow down. Slow down. Like what? What are you watching? Slow down. How is he a better heel, man? All I, I said this, I said this on Monday when I did the role review. All I see when I look at Dominic is Rhea's bitch. That's all I see. <laughs> how, now, are you, how, how do you even compare the two? I can't, I cannot, I cannot in any way sit here and shit on Dominic at all. At all for what he's doing. I think for as long as he's been been in this business and the amount of heat he is organically getting, I think Dominic is killing it in every way. Is he Rhea's bitch? Yep. Sure is. And that's how he's getting heat. I love it. I love it. It is way better than the alternative, which could be easily him being buried at the bottom of the card, him being somewhere on NXT. I think he's doing fair. I, I bet Ray is 1,000% thrilled with how WWE has handled Dominic's progression right now. I bet he is. That doesn't make him a better heel than MJF, guys. Relax. No. No, he's uh, he's come into his own. He's done great in Judgment Day, and uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. He's an up-and-comer. Yes. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's an up-and-comer. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. Dominic is being booked better than Hook, Okay. Yeah, and you've said that plenty. You've said that plenty of times. Yes, absolutely. I think Dominic is being booked better than any of the pillars not named MJF. Yes, you know I, I, mean? I would. I would. I would absolutely agree. He's been booked better than Sammy. He's been be- booked better than Jungle Boy. Uh, in some yeah. cases, Darby. So and, yeah, and it's, and it's not to shit on those guys. They're no. all doing just fine in their own right. But does Dominic's just getting just a, just a rocket pack right now, and he's doing great. Yeah. I mean, he's Judgment taking the opportunity. He's yeah. running. The crowds are reacting. It's genuine reaction. You have to pipe in shit. I like it. I like what Dominic's doing, man. Yeah. I love it. Judgment Day is great. And uh, the other big thing, Jesse, we got two, two, two mega, mega, mega matches announced for Forbidden Door. And I cannot, bro, I I swear to God, man, I I am so fucking excited for both of these matches, one more so than the other, but we got- Where's the story, bro? We got. I'll get to that in a second. Kazuchika Okada and Brian Danielson, which oh. I, I don't know, bro. I mean, if uh, MJF's not on the show, that's your main event for Forbidden Door, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And then we got Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega in a rematch from Wrestle Kingdom back in January for the IWGP United States Championship. Bro, if this show consisted of these two matches only, it may be the show of the year. Man. First <laughs> off. How long? Bro, listen. How, how lucky are we as wrestling fans, man? Holy yeah. shit. First of all, first of all, I want you guys to understand something. Brian Danielson basically said he was going to retire after his run in AEW, bro. He, he seemingly just, he just keeps going. Yeah. I, I mean, if this is the match that he's going to hang his fucking hat on, I mean, goodbye. I mean, what, what else is there to do, really? Yeah, he, 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 bro, he's done some of the best work of his life in this AEW run. And this match is going to be the one that transcends everything. I can't fucking wait for this. I really can't. This is going to be crazy. And and you know what, though? There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. 
They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm not booking MJF on Forbidden Door. Yeah, you may be at, right. At, at all. I mean, a show like Forbidden Door is is not something that MJF would do. I mean, it, it, this this indie show garbage. He doesn't do that shit, man. He, you know, wrestles for titles or whatever. I would keep him not booked on the show. However, however, there has to be a match going on somewhere on that card where MJF running his ass down to get some heat would be a fantastic moment. You know, so if we have Adam Cole booked on the show doing something else, great. Let MJF run out and get involved in that match. Yeah. You know, he needs to be there in some capacity. You know, I want a microphone in his hand, anything, something, but booked in the match, don't need it. Don't need it. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that There are ways around it. If you don't want to book him on the show, there are ways to involve him in yeah. the show. The narrative that we've seen uh, floating around on social media, Jesse, is that uh, Forbidden Door ha- has no story. Where, where, where's the story? People are complaining, the yearly uh, complaint and criticism. There's no story here, but J.D. wants to criticize uh, no story for Oscar and Bianca Belair. I I mean, bro, listen, I I have Jesse on the show weekly, not because him and I are very good friends, not because uh, I, uh, of any reason, really. He's here because, A, he wants to. He doesn't have to be here if he doesn't want to. B, I I love that he's here, number, uh, number two. At number three, I never tell Jesse before the show is uh, on the air, oh, you need to say this, bro. You need to say this. Please stick within the guidelines. Jesse says whatever the fuck he wants on this show. So I'm going to give Jesse the floor for uh, a bulk of this, but, bro, there's not even a fucking comparison to the to the narrative that you're seeing on social media right now. A lot of people are, like, uh, calling me a hypocrite because I, I've claimed that Cody and Brock doesn't have a story Yet we have two matches here that supposedly, quote-unquote, don't have a story, but the story is right there. And Brian actually told you what the story is for his match and Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. I mean, I mean, you're going to have to go back and watch the Wrestle Kingdom match to know what the fucking story is, but the story is there, and there's a reason why this match is happening. And it's been built over the entire year to get to this point. It's not the same thing, okay? The, the Cody and Lesnar thing, bro, has been booked for four months with no fucking story at all. There's no reason why any of it's happening by a sixty, uh, a 76-year-old senile fuck in Vince McMahon, and there's no fucking story, and we have to wait another two months till Chapter 3 at SummerSlam, again, with no story. Oscar and Bianca Belair had no story. I mean, I don't know what the fuck you want me to go into there. There was no story. It happened because they needed a match for Night of Champions on a show called Night of Champions where all titles were defended. Bro, Forbidden Door is the story. It is yeah. legitimate dream matches that happens one time a year, and I don't give a shit if there's a fucking story or not. You got Okada and Danielson. I don't know how people are complaining about this. Shut up and enjoy the show. But the story, bro, is Forbidden Door, and this is the one show in the entire year where you don't need story. This is not a fucking four-month angle like Cody and Brock. That needs a story. This does not. Yeah. Yeah. And 
you know, I think I honestly think that they know that. Put it like this: if we, out of the blue, had an announcement that just came out and said, "Hey, next week we're getting an impromptu special pay per view, and we're going to get Roman Reigns versus Kenny Omega." All right, who wants to see it? And everyone will start flipping out of their goddamn minds wanting to see it. But there would be no story behind it. And who gives a shit? No one. Absolutely no one. Well, we're getting a version of that with another company. And we're getting the fact that we're getting um, Daniel Bryanson and, or Brian Danielson, sorry, and, and Kazuchika Okada. Now, guys, two guys that historically have been called and considered the absolute best wrestler on their continent, you know, best wrestler in the world and everything else. And now we're going to get them to come together and have a match. That is the story. That is the story. And like you just said, it's a bunch of dream matches. Every match we're getting is the story within itself. It's going to be essentially AEW versus essentially versus new Japan. And that's not necessarily the case for every match. But the fact of the matter is we get to have dream matches that you won't necessarily ever get because you're going to have talent in New Japan that will probably never, ever sign a deal in the States and vice versa. But that doesn't mean we can't get the matches now. So we get the matches. Great. Now, no one is going to expect AEW and New Japan to come up with storylines for a pay-per-view when they have entire rosters on opposite ends of the world. Okay. Be reasonable. We don't have these guys together. If you had these guys together on the same show for two months straight, then yeah, you had time to build us a story. Where is the story? But we don't need one for Forbidden Door. We're getting dream matches, which is matches that true wrestling fans want to see regardless of story, and you should be happy if you're a wrestling fan. You said it, you said it perfectly, bro. Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega. If this was reversed, I want to see these same people complaining about that match taking place or or Rollins yeah. versus Osprey, right? Would, 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 the, would the geeks over uh, over on the other side be complaining about that this type of show happening over there if WWE versus New Japan was a thing? You know no. the way I look at it, bro, you know, do you, do you guys complain when you get the NBA West versus the NBA East or the AL or the AL oh, versus the did. NL? Right. I, I mean, I, what, what the fuck is your problem? It's, it's All-Stars versus All-Stars. This is pro wrestling's version of the All-Star game. Like, great. What, what, what don't you understand? What, why do you need to complain about it? Because we on this side are enjoying it, and WWE wants to remain in their sandbox all by themselves and don't want to play with others. I'm sorry. I'm sorry Vince <laughs> is a fucking retard and doesn't want to do anything fun. I'm sorry. It's not my fucking fault. Yeah, that that's a actually a pretty damn good comparison. In the NFL, in the playoffs, you get divisional teams that go up against each other. They've been divisional rivals for decades, more than likely, and they square off and you go against conference rivals. They've been squaring off, you know, fighting for position in that conference and all that stuff. And when that's all said and done, you get the NFC versus the AFC, who pretty much have nothing to do with each other, but it's the most important game of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And these, I don't know what the NBA does. I don't think the NBA does it, but the MLB, the AL versus the NL, bro, they get, they get, uh, the winner of that gets home field advantage in the World Series. Yeah. You know, it's bragging rights. It's basically an all-star game for pro wrestling. So uh, I'm going to need you guys to shut your fucking mouth and let the professionals handle the explanations where you are just completely inept and stupid on any logic whatsoever. So 
that's that's that. I'm glad we got that out of our systems. Let's get into the fucking show, man. I thought this. Was I feel good. like they're salty because WWE is not involved in it. Well, that's part of the reason. I think that that's all. Well, it's forbidden door with them and not. Uh, yeah, it's part of the reason. Don't play well with others. Yeah. You don't play well. Vince doesn't want to play with anybody. He doesn't like 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 uh, when Vince looks at Okada, he's like, uh, oh, then we have them back in Kayentai, pal. Choppy choppy pee pee. Didn't Vince make him like the Green Hornet or something like that? I don't know. No, no. Was that Impact? No, I th- uh, was it Impact that did that? I thought yeah, yeah, somebody, Oka- Okada, Okada, Okada was on Impact. Well, see, I think they made him the Green Hornet. Someone made him Whatever. like the Hornet or something like that. Man, it was really bad. Ridiculous. JD, uh, the home field rule has been gone for years. In baseball, it, it is? It, I thought it was still a thing. Yeah, I have no idea. I legitimately thought the, the home field advantage thing for the All-Star game, they, they got rid of that? I'm glad they got rid of that. Fuck that. It makes sense. I mean... It does make sense. Record. It gives the game best, meaning. The best, No, the best record should have home field. Well, I, yes, I do agree, but it gave the All-Star game meaning. I don't know. It, it did, but, I mean, geez. I, if I bust my ass all year as a team and I got to you know, play on the road most games because the All-Star team, well, that's kind of messed up. Man. Huh. I didn't know that. I don't really, I don't really watch the all. I only watch the home run derby. I don't really watch the All Star game because it just doesn't mean much to me. But the, yes, this is like uh, the uh, pro wrestling version of the All Star game. Yes. Uh, anyway, I hope it's still gonna get Iron Sheik tweets. I hope someone still is running his profile. Anyway, um, we got uh, a couple things coming up. Jesse and I will be live for Collision. Remember, on June seventeenth, we'll be live here uh, on YouTube for that. So make sure you guys join us. Uh, make sure you guys go and check out all the other videos on my channel. I've been getting the news out to you as it breaks, so go check that out. We got one yesterday. We got one today. So uh, that is all on the homepage for you. Jesse covers Impact on Thursdays. He'll be live tomorrow night with the latest installment of his post shows for Impact. And if you guys want to follow us on social media, at JD from NY206, that's me. And you can follow uh, Jesse at Chi-Town Smart on social media, on Twitter as well. Orange Cassidy. Saw, I'm sorry, Jesse. I'm sorry, Coach. I saw something interesting today. I watched the interview with Taylor Wilde from Impact. She interviewed Julia Hart. Oh, I don't know who Taylor Wilde is, but clearly we know who Julia Hart is. Uh, did any uh, anything come out of that for uh, Julia Hart that was newsworthy? Nothing crazy, but Taylor, uh, Taylor Wilde is one half of the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champions with Kylan King. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, no, I mean, I'm going to be honest. It was a 45-minute interview, and nothing crazy stuck out other than their mutual love for witchcraft, with the, you know, it coincides with their gimmicks. Um, what's where Julia grew up, you know, how she went to, you know, where she went to school and how she got to AEW, all of the formulaic stuff. I just thought it was weird that there was zero mention at all of Lee Johnson. Uh, yeah, our guy Lee Johnson. We haven't seen him on AW TV in quite some time. I have not seen him on TV. And the last I time, have... the last time I reached out to Lee Johnson was to congratulate him on his engagement to Julia. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm gonna put him on the side of a milk carton here because I can't find him. He's not He's on not Twitter. Been... He's not been active on Twitter at all. Um, I've been reaching out to him and in the avenues that I have to reach out to him, and I can't get a reply back. He's been MIA from all programming. 
kind of worried about my boy, man. Y'all see Lee Johnson out there, man. Something I'm looking for. Yo, big shoddy, if you're watching the show, bro. The mo, man, where you at? Everything all right, man? DMs are open, man. Go. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Swerve Strickland, they opened the show. Swerve was out there with Prince Nana of the Mogul Embassy. Uh, Cassidy was listed as 14 and 0 in 2023. He has not lost a match. He's had 23 successful title defenses. And the story is, Jesse, it's taking a toll on him. That has been the story. That's the story. Who's going to fucking uh, cash in on that toll? I don't know. Could have been swerved tonight, but uh, it was not the case. So we got this match. It was very, very good. I thought this was an awesome showcase for both guys. They both killed it. Um, you know, I know we joke around Orange Cassidy opening the show again. He's TK's boy. He's this and that. The juice is being squeezed from the orange a little bit too much. There's nothing there. But, I mean, his title reign, bro, has been, you know, outside MJF, probably the best title reign in the fucking company, period. And he continues to show it. Uh, no, we're not going to compare him to Roman Reigns. No, we're not going to be like <laughs> Matt Hardy and compare Orange Cassidy to The Undertaker. I mean, holy fucking shit. But um, he is in his own world here, bro. He is he's doing his thing. I, I, you can't hate on him. You can't hate on him. I, is he a little overexposed? Little May, maybe. Uh, just a tad bit. But bit. The, the title run, man, has been fantastic. Title run has been good. He's been producing fantastic matches. There is there's little to complain about as far as his title run. Because we say it a lot. Like, oh, this title run's been lackluster. This title run has been boring. The title run itself has been fine. He's been a fighting champion. And he's, he's been giving us bangers of matches. He doesn't need to do anything more. As a matter of fact, just needs to do less. You know? Take a week or two off, you know, throw in, throw in some kind of, I want to, I don't want to say throw in something different to shake things up. They just did a 21 man battle Royal and he came out on top there. I feel like the more adversity they throw at him and the more he comes out on top, the little bit less believable this whole thing gets. Yeah. So just give us a little bit less, you know, we didn't get Jeff Jarrett on TV for two weeks. No complaints. None. Yeah. It's all good, bro. Happy. Give us a couple of weeks without orange Cassidy. Well, clearly he's uh, not taking a break anytime soon. They already booked him for a match next week. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. a title match, but he's in a big eight-man tag. Ugh. Which I'll get to in a second. By the way, somebody in the chat said uh, Julia Hart mentioned on her Instagram, uh, it's so much toast. Thank you for the update, bro. Julia Hart said on her Instagram that Lee is taking a break from social media. Oh, okay. Okay. That would make sense. That's why I can't get a hold of him. Okay. All right. Still, shout out to Big Shotty. Shout out to Big Shotty, man, for sure. As always. Uh, five minutes in, bro. Swerve and Cassidy battled on the second rope. They knocked each other off and both hit the top turnbuckle on their way to crashing to the outside. Uh, back from a commercial break, Cassidy countered Swerve's uh, attack with a slumdog millionaire. He had a tornado DDT just moments later for a near fall, and uh, it was a devastating DDT. I love the way he hits that DDT, that satellite DDT. Uh, Cassidy climbed to the second rope, and he tried to catch his breath. Swerve got up, gave him a Death Valley driver onto the ring apron, which looked great, flat, right on his back, went Cassidy. Cassidy came back with another DDT off the ring apron to the floor. Fans chanted, holy shit, on that one. Cassidy landed a leaping DDT off the second rope for another near fall. Cassidy was in disbelief. He could not believe Swerve kicked out. So Prince Nana's on the outside. He's the only member of the embassy on the outside with Swerve. 
He jumped on the ring apron. Cassidy turned to him, but Swerve charged Cassidy from behind. Cassidy sidestepped him. Swerve knocked Nana off the ring apron. Cassidy then gave Swerve a beach break for, I thought, the three count. And uh, that was not it. Swerve kicked out of uh, Cassidy's finishing move. Swerve then rolled to the floor. Fans started chanting, this is awesome. Cassidy went after Swerve. Swerve caught him with a brain buster on the floor, landed right on his shoulder. He threw Cassidy back in the ring. Cassidy saw a leaping sidekick coming. He ducked it, leveraged Swerve's shoulders down for a two count. Swerve came right back with that leaping sidekick. He did connect it this time right to the head. He went to the top with the double stomp. I thought this was it. That was it. I thought this was it. One, two, and Cassidy kicks out of Swerve's finishing move. So uh, Cassidy had three kicked out. He and Swerve counted each other with roll-ups. Cassidy finally got Swerve's uh, waistband held, and he hooked the the tights, it looked like to me, for the one, two, three, and that was enough for the victory. Tremendous opening match. It's exactly what you want to see as a show opener. It's exactly what you want to see as a title match. But, uh, you know, we've been very critical of Swerve, his look, his presentation, and the uh, myriad of uh, of groups he's been in and the revolving door of characters that he surrounded himself with. One thing always remains, Jesse, and I know he's got you and I blocked for uh, obvious reasons, but... I, the, I don't know why the fuck he has me blocked. The, the fu- Listen, the fucking guy can wrestle, man. I, and nobody, Nobody's ever taken that away from him. The guy can wrestle. The guy's tremendous in that ring. And uh, him and Cassidy create magic in there, man. This was a great match, and Cassidy uh, is still the international champion. Yeah, there's there's really no words needed here for this one, man. It was a banger. It was. Um, the near falls were were convincing as all hell. I even text you, like, this should be it. I mean, this should be it. I mean, he's been beat up. He's been banged up. He's been this. He's been that. He's coming out looking like a goddamn mummy with all this kinesio tape and everything else. And then, like, halfway through the match, the tape is gone, and he wins again. I mean... The results are, start, are starting to get a little confusing, but that's not why we're here for this one. The match was fantastic, and Swerve can go. We all know that. Orange can go. We now know that. Um, again, I'm just curious about the, the extensive win streak and Orange's booking. That's all. After the match, Swerve called for the embassy to uh, attack Orange Cassidy. And it was a big beatdown as they were beating down Orange. I think it was the three-on-one or four-on-one. The lights all of a sudden go out. And Tony Khan loves his lights out gimmick. I can't stand it. I think it's completely overplayed, especially in AEW. Uh, The lights came back on. Sting and Darby Allen were standing in the middle of the ring. And the heels retreated to ringside as they backed up Orange Cassidy to save the day. I don't know why they couldn't do this with the lights on and chase them away. They needed to have the lights off go off for about 45 seconds, and then you know, out comes Sting and Darby Allen. Oh, my goodness. I mean, give me a fucking break. Really, did the, did the lights need to go out? Honestly. That's not even their gimmick. It's not even their gimmick. <laughs> That's the House of Black's the gimmick. The fuck does Darby need for the lights to go out for? <laughs> I thought House of Black was coming out. I thought a new surprise was coming out. I'm like, a Forbidden Door, who's coming out? Are we going to see a new Japan guy? I don't know. Come on, man. Or was this one of the ideas from your new creative coordinator? I mean, we got to end the fucking lights out shit, man. Save the lights out shit for, for Malachi, and that's it. Come on. Yeah. Even for a debut, I hate seeing it. And who turns the lights out? 
Fucking stupid. I see people in the chat asking where Wardlow is. Don't worry about it. Where's don't Wardlow? Don't have to be on TV every week. Where's Wardlow? We got Luchasaurus worrying about Wardlow. Let him worry yeah. about Wardlow. They, you didn't see Wardlow, but they continued this storyline. They beat the crap out of Brock Anderson. You know, they're going to continue it through, Who? through um, Arn. Um, Brock. Who? You know, Brock Lesnar? Dude, Wardlow is fine. I mean, Wardlow was... Uh, you don't need them on TV every week. Give some Orange Cassidy some, them, that kind of love, please. Bro, what did Brock Anderson do to to uh, Luchasaurus that he had to fucking get uh, laid out like that? I'm not even sure why the guy was there at the building. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe AEW had some really, really great catering tonight. Maybe. But he sure got his ass beat by Luchasaurus, man. So I'm sure he'll be used for the Ring of Honor uh, rampage. <laughs> Ring of Honor tapings. Is that... Is that enough to get Wardlow fired up that, that Arn's son get beat up, though? I mean, just, I mean, what are we doing here? I don't know. I, I He's mean, not a little kid. He's a pro wrestler, bro. Taz had to watch his son get choked out with a chain tonight. Didn't do shit. Oh, they beat the, they beat the shit out of uh, Arn Anderson's son, bro. <laughs> like, okay. He's That's a, a great idea. Challenge him to a match. Whatever, bro. <laughs> what is this shit? He sat there and watched and, and watch Hook sit there and get choked out with a chain and a, a crimson mask dude going nuts on him. And, and there's a headlock takedown. You no, know, Tash is calling the match. And, uh, yeah. and then there he is out there on the outside. He's a grown man. Listen, bro. man, listen, man. Brock Anderson tonight got naddied. He got, yeah. he got naddied. Good news, Brock. We need you on TV this week. Sweet. What am I doing? Uh, just go in this locker room. Oh, you're wrestling right Serpentico on Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> like MJF said, Ring of Honor. I'm sorry, guys. Socks. There you go. <laughs> Brian Danielson, he made his way to the ring. And uh, he was doing commentary for uh, the next match that was coming up. And he uh, popped for his heel. I know, really. Is he really a heel, though? Is he really a heel? He- he was a heel until he announced a match with fucking Kazuchika Okada. Then he became a baby face all over again. Excalibur was uh, talking about the challenge thrown out to, to Kazuchika Okada for Forbidden Door. Danielson said he is uh, going to test himself in the latest test of greatness. You call yourself the Rainmaker. You step into the ring with me and you're getting into the fucking desert. And there's not going to be any rain. I love that line, man. That was fucking great. Danielson joined the announcers for commentary, and uh, Danielson complained that Okada is called a once-in-a-lifetime performer. He then told Excalibur, am, am I not a, a once-in-a-lifetime performer? <laughs> he absolutely is. He's going to show it at Forbidden Door. I can't wait. Complain all you want, Geeks. You ain't taking this one away from me. Nah, this is going to be good, man. Match of the year already. Not even happened yet. Not even happening. Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, and Rocky Romero versus the Blackpool Combat Club. This is Claudio Wheeler and John Moxley. This went about eight minutes and went as you would expect. I thought this was fun for about eight minutes, but you knew how it was going to end. Uh, Beretta was in control against Moxley until Moxley kicked out of a back, backdrop attempt. Uh, Romero then uh, fought off Claudio. Romero and Beretta then double team Moxley. Romero scored a two-count. Off of uh, a pin on Moxley. Yuta grabbed Romero's leg as he set up for a move on the ring apron. Beretta and Taylor gave Moxley a storm zero. And Claudio broke up the cover with uh, with uh, a little time remaining. He got in pretty early there. Broke that shit up before we even got into uh, a two count. Romero 
applied an armbar at ringside. Claudio, meanwhile, uh, knocked a uh, flying Beretta out of midair with a huge European uppercut. I, I don't know. Bro, it happened so fucking fast when he came off the top rope. I don't know what the fuck Claudio hit him with. All of a sudden, he's seen a replay. I'm like, oh, that's what he did. He nailed him fucking flush with a European uppercut. Knocked him out. Moxley shifted Romero into a bulldog choke. Wheeler Yuta at the same time beat up Chuck Taylor with the big elbows, the anvil elbows, and uh, Romero tapped out. And Yuta, he just elbow, uh, kept elbowing uh, Taylor until uh, he got bored and stopped, and that was the end of the match. Moxley, Yuta, and Claudio win in eight minutes, and they are proving a point here that they're the most dominating group in all of pro wrestling right now. At the very least, they are in AEW. Yeah. At the very least. So um, it is getting to the point where it's like a, I get a little like that little excitement, that little bit of chill watching BCC come out through the crowd like a bunch of badasses like that. Yeah. You know, I, it, it, it kind of feels like you want to cheer them as baby faces, but even still, man, they, I mean, I don't think it's taken from their from their gimmick at all, man. It's, it's just that like these fucking tough motherfuckers are coming to fight right about now, man. Yeah, I just, I just, I just get that feeling like coming out like like some shit's about to go down in the ring. They, I do they, like that. they may be the best group in pro wrestling right now, man. I mean, the bloodline really isn't together, so I wouldn't say that they are a group right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Judgment Day would probably be a distant second because. Uh, you know, well, before Monday, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, teasing a, a potential split. Yeah, what is that? What Damian is that? Pri- I don't, why, are we, why are we breaking Priest or Balor away from Judgment Day? It's got to be a Vince call, bro. Got to be Dude, a Vince call. I mean, he is the king of breaking up factions when they're white hot. He couldn't wait to, he couldn't wait to break up the Hurt business. Ah, we got to have Priest go back to Jekyll and Hyde, pal. He was oh, over under me, son-in-law. Remember that, Jason? Are... <laughs> Where, 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 where he used to get angry, bro. He, he, the, like, he, yeah. He'd be like, fest- <laughs> Bro, that is literally the best thing you have going right now. And you're teasing a breakup. This better be some kind of swerve or some shit, man. What, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? You cannot break this down. I saw that look on Ballard's face. I'm like, oh, I don't know what the fuck's happening here. See, I don't like commenting too much on WWE because I'll admittedly, I don't watch every minute of every show. I'll tune in to like the opener and then maybe at the main event or something. I'll pop in here and there and I'll text JD when I see something weird. Like, the fuck is happening here? I saw the tease of like Balor like giving them priest this look. And I'm like, I must have missed something. They're not about to fucking break up the judgment day, are they? I don't know, man. Not really a fair trade, bro. If you get rid of Priest and bring in JD McDonough, I don't I don't no. I don't understand it. No, the, the, fake, the, the fake JD, by the way. Just want you guys to say. Yeah. If if you have to replace someone for McDonough, it needs to be Ballard. But 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 don't replace anybody. Just add the guy. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't really understand. Yeah, so I think the Blackpool Combat Club right now is the best group in all pro wrestling. And uh, the Elite, they were backstage. Hangman complimented BCC for their win. He said, it sounded like a good win. And we didn't watch it, but it sounded like a good match. Watch that shit. (laughs) Hangman said, the anarchy in the arena wasn't the end of them, but rather it was just the beginning. He challenged BCC to a match next week in D.C. without Takeshita helping them. And we have... Oh, 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 oh,
$100 super chat from I'm Already Dead. This guy is a bowler. Oh, my goodness. Ugh. JD, woof, woof, he says. No, no, that's not what it says, bro. bro. I'm reading it right, bro. I have a fucking 34-inch Alienware monitor in front of me, bro. What the fuck? I'm seeing it right here. JD, woof, woof, he says. Hey, man, fair is fair. Those bombs I get half of when you guys mention my name. Continue, please. I gotta Continue. get, uh, I gotta get a new sound effect for bombs, man. Bombs away. I gotta get like an atom bomb or something for a sound effect. Yeah, there we go. That that yeah. works. Maybe like one of them Call of Duty nuke. Uh, what was the sound effect when you dropped the nuke in Modern Warfare Three? What oh, I gotta get? Geez. It was the, it was the, oh that that nuclear that nuclear horn sound. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. I gotta get one of those. Um, yeah, so, uh, we got, uh, this happening next week in Washington, D.C., the home of the very first dynamite for AEW. Uh, I'm getting bro, so confused by these towns. This is the first, this is where AEW started in the next week. This is where AEW began. And then in Chicago, the home of AEW. <laughs> where did AEW start, bro? Jacksonville, pal. <laughs> Jacksonville. In Vegas, right here in D.C. <laughs> Where the fuck did Bro, Hangman start? and the Young Bucks, bro. The Hung Bucks. The Hung Bucks. I thought I was mishearing them. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, what are they saying? They are the Hung Bucks, bro. <laughs> I'm like, am I missing something? How come they just can't be the elite? Excalibur had a fun, he had a fun time saying it. He said it like three times tonight. The Hung Bucks. <laughs> he loved it. <laughs> we got Excalibur throwing a vignette. To the big screen for all the audience watching at home. Oh, but where's the story, man? I don't know where the story is, man. JD's a hypocrite, man. We got a, a, a vignette, bro, for Osprey and Kenny Omega for the IWGP United States title match with the match happening at Forbidden Door, man. What, what, what's the excuse now? I don't, I don't really, I don't really get it. What, what happened, man? Where's your story? There you go. Excalibur just threw a vignette to you. Now you know the story. I, what, what's next? What's on the next list of excuses? We got I've a vignette for Brian O'Connor. We got a vignette for Osprey and Omega. What's next, man? What else do you need from me? I, 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 I'll serve it up all night. What do you need? I've come to terms that the goalposts will forever be moved. Forever. Yes. So, I mean, just, just, just kick it and wherever it lands, whatever, man. Because they're going to continue to move. Oh, my goodness, man. MJF. Holy shit. I didn't expect this tonight. I thought MJF was going to talk about Forbidden Door. He's out here fucking wanting competition. And then out comes Adam Cole. MJF. Man, this segment went like 20 minutes. Did it? I didn't even notice. Almost 20 minutes or so, right? 15 minutes or so? See, I, I, I even seen some people complaining about the length of MJF segment. Who gives a shit? I was going to say, I saw people complaining about this promo. Oh, MJF's promos are starting. Oh, it's the same game. thing. Oh, it's yeah. too long. Like, like, Jesus Christ. If you send somebody out there with no promo ability at all, those so, the same people are sitting there like, oh, that was cringe. No, but we have no problem when Roman Reigns takes up 25 minutes of the first half an hour of SmackDown, though, on a two-hour fucking show, right? That's okay, though, right? That's okay. Look, I have no problem when Roman does it. I, I don't give I, a shit. I enjoy watching Roman take 45 minutes to walk down to the ring to say, acknowledge me, and then watch him get into some drama in the ring for the next... I enjoy it. I don't care. Good TV is good TV. What the fuck are you complaining about? Period. I enjoy it. So MJF wants to talk shit for 20 minutes? I'm... Yeah. No, oh, JD's sucking MJF's dick. <laughs> 
It's not. I do the same for Roman. When Roman's out, do I? Like I just said, when I flash on and off WWE TV and like, see what's on here, and I hear the oh, and Roman's coming down. To- Listen, we've criticized MJF before. Some of the some of the storylines that he's had in the past, they've kind of uh, repeated themselves. You know, same old shit with some of the storylines that they told with him. This, there's nothing to complain about here. Maybe that's the confusion that they're getting. They think that if we complain about one thing with one person that that same complaint should apply to everyone. I don't want to sit and watch anyone go out there and talk for 25 fucking minutes unless it's MJF yes. or Roman yes. Reigns. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> That's different, bro. There's only there's only a handful of people in this industry that I would love to see talk for 15, 20 minutes and, and not wrestle uh, on, te- on television. Roman, MJF, Edge, uh, yep. Randy Orton, guys like that. Cool? There's a select few. There's not limited to those people, but there's only yeah. a select few that can tell a story, keep you interested, and keep you coming back for more. John yeah. Moxley. Mo- those people exist. Brian. Yeah. Jericho, at times. Punk. Not everyone can do that, though. No. 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 So MJF's out there, and uh, he made fun of Colorado, and uh, he said he almost offed himself because there's nothing more boring than being in Colorado. <laughs> Call them all potheads. Yeah, he called them potheads. He said the fans were rude for booing him. He said, speaking of being bored, there is no competition in AEW for him. Fans chanted, you suck, you suck, you suck. MJF says, Colorado, your Your mother mother swallows. swallows. (laughs) How can this not be entertaining? He said, nobody is on the level of the devil. Adam Cole's music hits. And he walks out, he does his thing. I think Adam Cole walked to the ring too quickly here, bro. He was on the apron for about a good 30 seconds before the boom came in. And MJF is just looking and looking and looking. He gets in the ring like Adam Cole does. He does the little shimmy he's about to do, baby. And MJF, bro, what a fucking prick. What a dick. He, as soon as Adam Cole is about to do the bay bay, he's like, cut the music, cut the music. All right, come on now. Crowd get mad as hell. Bro, there are things in this industry you do not do, man. You always acknowledge Roman Reigns. You yep. never cut Max Caster off when, when he wants to rap. Nope. And you never cut bay bay off. No, you don't cut the bay bay or the boom. You just can't do it. You just can't do that. You just can't do that. Uh, MJF did it. He got his ass booed. So MJF said he's finally got some competition, some worthy competition, and he's excited about it. He says he's been a big fan of Cole. He said when CM Punk up and left me when I was a kid, he thought his days as a fan was over. He says then he turned on Ring of Honor. He asked the fans if they've ever heard of Ring of Honor. He says he thought it sucked and was filled with a bunch of indie jabronis who did not belong on his TV but then walked Adam Cole out to TV with these icy blue eyes and slick black hair, great in-ring skills, and promo ability. He says he was hey, instantly hooked. over the part where what the crowd did when MJF said CM Punk. What did they say? They booed for quite a while to the point where MJF tried to play it off. Like, oh, you don't like Ring of Honor? Well, what is this? What oh, well, uh, well, Colorado's nothing but a bunch of stoners, bro. <laughs> that's, all, that's all they are. They, uh, they don't like someone straight edge. What do you mean? I mean, what, what do you what do you want from them? They don't know. They don't know who the fuck CM Punk is. They probably thought <laughs> CM Punk was uh, fucking Seth Rollins on on Dynamite. Tonight. Who the fuck knows? They, uh, would, they, they they wouldn't even have MJF play up the booze. They haven't play all play it off. Uh, he he handled it well. Yeah, Ring of Honor. Yeah, you heard of me? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ring of Honor. Yeah, me yeah, too. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, he said he was when he started training. He got 
so much of Adam Cole on tape as uh, as he wanted to watch him work. As much tape as he could get his hands on. He said he even watched Adam Cole in CZW. He won titles there. He says he watched him go to Florida and <laughs> shock the system. He says he was so good, he was Shawn Michaels' hand-picked guy and became the best champion in the history of that company. He said, yeah, that is undisputed. Gotta love MJ, man. A little play on words there, man. Undisputed and uh, shocking the system down there. Some good stuff there. There you go. MJF says he went to CZW as well. He won gold. He became a top name on the indies, and then he signed with AEW. He said he knew in his heart one day Adam Cole would make the jump, and they would have a rivalry of a lifetime. Two generational talents. And then he looks at Adam Cole and says, but this guy showed up. What happened to you, man? He said he used to be the Panama Playboy. Now he's the Panama Game Boy. Oh, my goodness. He says he's home playing Twitch, and he hides from the sun looking like a virgin golem, he says. He said uh, he, he says uh, he, he did not he did not do the I think MJF listens to the show. Uh, listen, if MJF listens to the show, we're fucking uh, doing something right, man. So uh, he hides from the sun looking like a virgin golem. He said Britt Baker makes him keep his balls in her purse. He oh, asked wow. if, uh, hi, Brett. How you doing, honey? Uh, listen, man, your man got fucking smoked out here. I don't know what's going on, but uh, let's continue the segment. Uh, Britt Baker has Adam Cole's balls in her purse. He asked if he once had the body. He, uh, he asked if he once had the body and physique of a world champion. Now you're so frail. You make crack whores jealous, MJF said. I laughed. I thought that was a great line. Wow. Cole was uh, listening. And he was waiting, his, waiting for his time to strike. MJF said, fans are online saying that this company isn't featuring him properly. He said, they don't have a clue as to what they're talking about. And most of them don't. We do. We do. We're, we're the small percentage of the IWC that knows what the fuck they're doing here. Everybody else, uh, I mean, they got the IQ of a fucking pencil. But he said, AEW has done everything in its power to make him cool. Successful music. Lights, T-shirts, big opportunities, a reality show. Do you know what they do to make MJF cool? They ring the freaking bell. So he uh, took Adam Cole's carrying cross promo and used it against him, which was great. He said he had the greatest dog collar match of all time. Fact. Greatest Iron Man match of all time. Fact. Greatest four-way match of all time. Fact. He says he's beaten every top guy that fans thought was on his level. He asked Cole what makes him feel he's any different. MGF said before he answers, he read a nasty rumor online that he left the company because a certain individual in Titan Towers didn't think you had top guy potential. And that guy's name was Vince McMahon. And nobody, nobody, nobody... That's nobody like nobody likes Vince McMahon, bro. Nobody. Nah. MJF may be the only guy that likes Vince McMahon. No, they booed so hard, you would think that Vince was going to be debuting that collision on Saturday, man. So he said Vince McMahon didn't think you had top guy potential. Big fan, by the way, he says of Vince McMahon. Big fan, says MJF. 
Big fan. He's big got fan. Uh, he's got that 2024 contract, man. Hey, Vince, I'm a big fan, bro. Give me a call. Um, he said uh, after mentioning Vince McMahon, MJF said at first he thought Vince lost his marbles because how can you not see him as the top guy? MJF said that now that he's standing face to face with him, he thinks Vince was right. Unbelievable, man. Buried. Buried. How how, how could you bury Adam Cole? Uh, MJF did it tonight in this promo. That's a heel for you right there, man. Cole took a microphone from uh, the uh, ringside area. Obviously, he was going to get some time to speak here. Fans cheered. Uh, He says, really? Is that the best you got, Max? He says he's supposed to be able to verbally destroy anyone, but instead you're coming across like a toxic social media troll. He said he'll skip past the Britt Baker part because he thinks she could kick his ass, and she may very well could. He asks why he's obsessed with other people's relationships. You can't maintain a healthy relationship because you're a world-class douchebag. We all know that your fiancé left you, bro, but you're a world-class douchebag. He said MJF brought up his body, but he should bring up his body of work. He says he can't touch him in the ring, but if you really want to go down that road, I've got an idea, Max. How about I and you go backstage, both piss in a couple of cups, and we'll find out who's natural and who's not. So we got the big oohs and the ahs there. MJF got angry. Cole says he knows that he doesn't want to do that. Cole says, I wouldn't put that in the universe, though. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't put that out there. I mean, as as if I'm TK, I wouldn't want I wouldn't put that out there in the universe. Yeah, I, I don't know. That was uh that might have been and listen, MJF hit below the belt a couple of times, but it was done, you know, uh based I, I would, off truth. Yeah, yeah. I mean Adam Cole's twitch is very important to him. That might have been uh that that was probably the one thing that maybe Adam Cole thought was below the belt more than any other thing that MJF said because he loves his Twitch family and uh he, oh, loves, he, he, he loves doing that. But 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 MJF being on uh, steroids, bro, or HGH or whatever. Yeah, I, like, I, I don't that doesn't take away from the work that the guy does in the in, in the gym, man. He's always posting shit on Twitter, man. He's putting in fucking work in the gym. Yeah, you know, you know how it's frowned upon and you don't want that kind of heat brought to whoa, what what kind of ship is AEW running back there? Are they encouraging this? To, you know, it just Yeah. I don't like that narrative out there. I mean, these guys work hard, you know, for the their bodies and everything else. And what they do is, you know, not easy. And if they're doing it and they're not supposed to, cause it's illegal or whatever, don't put it out there. Like yeah. Cole says he appreciates that he studied his career, but they're not alike. He said his colleagues in the back respect him. He says they respect him as a human being as well. He said, there's no single person in the back who respects MJF. He says they think he's selfish and lazy and does the bare minimum to collect a paycheck and carry around the world title. I mean, how you want to look at that, that's up for uh, interpretation. But, I mean, after the guy wrestled Brian Danielson for a fucking hour in what was probably the best Iron Man match of all time, how, how do you say the guy doesn't put in the work? Like, where does that narrative come in, too? I mean, do we want to see MJF wrestle on TV every fucking week? I don't. Same thing with Roman Reigns. Everybody's like, oh, Roman Reigns' title reign is fucking tarnished because he doesn't wrestle on SmackDown in meaningless matches. I mean, when MJF shows up, it's important. I think I think Roman wrestles just enough. I think MJF wrestles just enough too. Yep. He's wrestling next week on Dynamite. What the fuck do you want? Just enough, man. So no one respects you. He says he speaks everyone in the back. No one respects you. Fans then chanted, no respect, no respect. MJF says if fans don't respect him, maybe he'll cry into all his money 
MJF said, that's an awful lot of tough talk coming from Keith Lee's manager. Oh. That's a low blow there, man. Bruce was happy about that one, man. I thought that wasn't, uh, I thought that was a false narrative. The guy was getting thrown around out there. Oh, man. So that's out in the light. Now, yes, that did uh, get creatively pitched. I believe it 100%. Uh, So uh, Cole said, MJF, there you are, man, creating false narratives to hide from the fact that he's a coward of a champion. He said a real champion would tell him to shut his mouth and tell him to fight. He said he's a coward. And fans then started to chant, coward, coward at MJF. Cole told the fans it's not worth it. He knows he's wasting his breath. He said he should remember that he won't fight him because I'm better than you. And they know it. They know it. Adam MJF told Cole not to turn his back on him. He yelled and said he'll wrestle him any night of the week and beat his ass. Cole said it looks like they got themselves a match. And then uh, he finally did Adam Cole bay bay as the segment closed. And this came to an end. Uh, I thought this was fucking unbelievable television. This is uh, another MJF uh, promo for the record books. Adam Cole is fucking great at what he does. Uh, this was rumored, Jesse, uh, a few weeks back, even before the Fatal 4-Way match, uh, Double or Nothing, and uh, we're getting it. How we're getting it, I don't know. Like we talked about at the beginning of the show, we got an eliminator match between these two guys next week in Washington, D.C. I don't know if that makes much sense. I hope that they pull a WWE bait-and-switch here. Don't give us this match. Have it end in some sort of fuckery or the match not even get started. And then we get something as far as the tag team match, maybe for Forbidden Door or uh, Adam Cole wrestles on Forbidden Door and MJF interferes or the other way around. Or this match cannot happen uh, next week on Dynamite. And and MJF, the the, the most glaring uh, logic gap here, bro, is MJF don't lose. And MJF should not lose as champion. I don't think that's going to happen, period, ever. No. What if... During the, you know, match next week with MJF and Cole, we get interference from Keith Lee. What if he comes out and attacks Adam Cole? Um, He attacks Adam Cole? Why would he attack Adam Cole? Turn. I don't know. He didn't want to be, he wanted to be his manager. I don't fucking know. What else are they doing with Keith Lee? He's in a big eight-man tag next week with Orange Cassidy. Is he? He's in that match? Yeah. He's teaming with Sting, Orange Cassidy, and Darby Allen against Why? Swerve and the Embassy. Yeah. Why? 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 I guess that's their way of uh, ending the feud there. I don't know. Uh, I want them to do something with Keith Lee. Don't get me wrong. I want them to do something interesting with Keith Lee. Yeah. But like, what are we doing here? What is this? I don't know. I'm trying to get them out of this fucking match, bro. How do we get? How do we do this? So we got Forbidden Door coming up. Do they do it at Forbidden Door? Do they let this marinate until Wembley? This could be a great Wembley match, bro. Like you said earlier, make, this could this could be a, this could make for Wembley. a great world title match for Wembley. It would make sense at Wembley, but they can't start it in early June and expect you know me you know to think they're going to get it to the end of August. That's a whole two months. Yeah, I don't know. No, man. It's going to be interesting, but uh, unbelievable way to start a fucking program tonight. Holy shit. Uh, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy brought Ethan Page into uh, the camera frame here and said that he now has to do whatever they have to that they, they want. It's basically, his, uh, you know, it's a situation where now where Jeff and Matt Hardy own Ethan Page. Matt Hardy 
ordered him to say he's sorry to Orange Cassidy, uh, not Orange Cassidy, uh, Isaiah Cassidy, and shake his hand. So many fucking Cassidys. Ethan did it. Matt said he's going to turn him into a better human being. He said he is talented and has a wife and kids so he can make him a better man. Cassidy said it's going to be a lot of fun and then uh, moaned in his ear, which I will not duplicate here on the show. Thank you. Yes. I was about to, but I said, hey, hey, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> Bro, what is, I mean, who uh, Who cares? Uh, who cares about this? Ethan Page is a great fucking talent, man. So uh, let me get this straight. What are we doing with the Hardys here, bro? Is this what is this the, the, their level of storytelling in AEW? Let me get this straight. One of the dumbest storylines that they had going on outside of Dynamite, because it was on like you know Dark and everything else, ROH was that Ethan Page owned Matt Hardy's gimmick or finishing moves, all this other shit, and it, it went on for fucking months, man, and it was so bad. Then now they changed it up. Now Matt Hardy owns Ethan. I don't get it. Don't care. I don't care. Moving on. Man. Uh, We got uh, Jungle Hook. Jungle Boy and Hook. Against Drelistico and Preston Vance with Jose the assistant. Bro, I didn't expect this match to get as violent as it did for nine minutes. No. Nope. This was fucking great. Nope. Did Holy not. Everyone sh- looked fantastic. Holy this shit. This was fucking brutal. Shout out to Pino de Grigio, man. That's... Yeah. Pellegrino. Sparkling looked, water. Looked great out there. It was bleeding all over the fucking place, man. Listen, uh, uh, we asked, man, we asked uh, extensively and talked about this extensively after the fatal four-way for the world title with the other pillars. Where does Jungle Boy go from here? Uh, After this match, bro, I have no problem at all seeing Jungle Boy and Hook as a fucking tag team moving forward. I I have no problem. Yes, this is where where it needs to be. And I I text you this, and I, I think this is the best way to get it done. Um... You want to start off someone's career. You want to get them on a nice little win streak. You know, you want to get some W's behind them, get the crowd behind them. And I think they've done a fantastic job with that with Hook. Um, It's now time to get him his first L. And if they're going to form a a, 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 a a more permanent tag team with Hook, I mean, with um with um Jungle Boy, I think that's a good opportunity to start getting him his first L. Let it happen in a tag team match. And the, the kid can't be undefeated forever. I mean, when, when he does lose, needs to mean something. Um, it's about that time. And I think a, a tag team with, uh, with Jungle Boy was, it, that's a fantastic pairing, first off. They're two young, fantastic, over young talents, and they would look fucking fantastic in the tag division right now, man. They would, man. And Jungle Boy, man, he, he was looking for that edge and that intensity. Holy shit, did he bring that shit out tonight with Hook? Yes. They were vicious tonight. Vance like and released to go attack Perry on the ramp during his entrance. Jose threw in some uh, shots there as well. Uh, he was uh, getting cable cords into the ring as Vance tried to charge at Hook ringside with a chain. Hook low bridged and brawled into the crowd. Perry choked released to go with the cord and ripped at the mask. Vance and Hook kept rolling into the crowd during a commercial break. So we're back from break and released to go hit a double stomp on Jungle Boy who was tied up in the ropes. Hook leapt off the barricade and popped Vance with a chain-wrapped punch. 
to bust Vance open, and he was bleeding like fucking crazy, man. It looked like he got busted open hard way with that chain. It had to be. He got moxley He got moxley for sure. Perry tried to die, but Vance caught him, and Jaleesi go follow with a leap off the top to the floor. Two tables were set up at ringside. Hook fought off a double choke slam and hit an overhead throw on Dralistico, whose mask at this point was being ripped apart earlier by Jungle Boy. Vance hits a discus lariat on a hook, wrapping the chain around the neck and went to the apron when Perry flew in with the chair right to the head. Hook hit a fucking T-bone off the apron on, I believe it was Vance through the tables. Holy shit. Yeah. They went through the tables hard way, man. That looked great. Jungle Boy spiked Dralista go with a DDT in the ring. Jose broke up the cover. He made the save, took his shirt off. He started to really get animated in there, only to be choked out by the red rum. Uh, Jungle Boy sank in the snare trap on Dralista go, and Jungle Hook got the double tap out for the win. Um, if they continue to build them up like this, bro, I, I would love to see them go after the tag team titles. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I think this is fantastic. When if, you, if you get... You know, the Bucks are busy, you know, and I mean, I don't know what they're doing with everyone else in the tag division, but you need to do something and freshen it up a little bit. And this this tag team would be perfect. I don't know who they plan on FTR to lose those titles to eventually, whenever they do lose them. I'm not saying they should lose them anytime soon, but when they do, when they do lose them, whatever heel um, wins, they need to eventually drop them the jungle hook. That'd be a fantastic pop for later on this year, man. You know, when Vance got uh, nailed with the chain, he was busted open, bleeding hard way it looked like. Uh, he clotheslined Hook on the outside a little bit later in the match. It was a vicious lariat. He takes the blood and fucking just throws his blood on, on, on Hook. I wonder what Taz was thinking on commentary. Like, motherfucker, you do that to my son again, I'm going to kick your ass. I don't know. I, I don't know what he was thinking. You know, no one knows but Taz. But if I'm guessing at it, Taz is an old school guy. He's an old school fucking wrestler, and he know if, if if he's looking at the way the fans are, like that's a that's a tough fucking look. Yeah, this badass that swipe blood on him is gonna get beat by his son, so that's gonna help him get over even more. Yep, and yes, one of the things we did say was TK needs to work on his tag team division, man. Rebuild it back up. We got some uh, we got some life here in Hook and, and Jungle Boy. That could be the life that the tag team division needs. Like yeah, it. I remember them saying like before, like way back, oh, this is gonna be the last time we're doing this. And yep. I was like, oh, I hope not. This yeah. is a pretty good and good thing. Yeah. Sure enough, here we are. It's back. We got the announcement from Tony Khan, main event for collision. We talked about this earlier. CM Punk and FTR versus Jay White, Rock Hard, Juice Robinson, and Samoa Joe. Trio's match, main event for AW Collision. Uh, I think it's a, a great move to put CM Punk. In a tag team element in his first match back, ease him back in, and I think it's going to be tremendous. Getting Joe and Punk in there, getting Punk to work with Jay White, getting FTR to work with Jay White should be tremendous. It should be. I mean, the, the booking of that match, you know, it sounds like a TV match, like a TV main event, yep. you know, so it, it fits right up the, you know, the alley of where it's going, you know. Um, I'm interested to see how they're going to book Punk. I know. I see how they're going to book him for that night. I mean, it's laid out in front of us with this tag team match. So I know I said earlier about, you know, how he needs to just talk on night one and then book a match on week two or whatever. I'm wondering if they have other plans for CM Punk and as far as his gimmick outside of Chicago. So that's why they're booking him as a baby face here in Chicago. Yeah. Now, next week when he's not in Chicago anymore and you cannot suppress the crowd, 
is he going to start showing heel tendencies? Or is he going to be out there smiling and waving like Roman Reigns 2016 or something like that? I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen there. It's going to be very, very, very interesting. We're going to be hearing this, bro. Right. We're going to be here. We're going to be here uh, here in Mansory. Man. If if I'm gauging this right, <laughs> it does not appear that other cities are very welcoming to Mr. Brooks. <laughs> We're gonna be here in fucking AEW. Hit the hit the button, bro. Bro, it's not even a guarantee what his reaction will be here in Chicago. It's assumed that it'd be a positive one. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we got Kanosuke Takeshita against. Damon Ace, bro, I, I swear to God, man, I had walked away to go make myself a cup of coffee. I came back and this match was on, bro. I legitimately thought this was Sean Spears in the ring. Me too. Okay, good. Thought it was good. Who thought it was just Bro, me. I'm like, okay. who is this? I missed the introductions, man. I'm like, is this uh, Sean Spears getting buried by Takesh the Y? I thought it was just me. Okay, good. All right. Good. I'm, like, I'm glad it wasn't. Right. I'm like, was that Sean Spears? Like, I don't think we needed a jobber match for for uh, Takeshita. Listen, but listen, I, man. I the most it. the most important thing to take away from this is Takeshita walked out without music. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, like I said, I don't I don't think we need jobber matches. So we've done all of that already. But okay, they want to hit the reset button and give him you know, a fresh in ring look from his heel gimmick. His 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 work style can't be the same from heel to babyface, and it did change a little bit. So I can appreciate that. Um, but we did get past the jobber stage with that. We got this one out of the way. That's good. Let's put this. Let's give him something with some meat on it now. You know, he's ready to go. Bro, we have uh, several people in the chat thinking it was Sean Spears too. Think right. I thought, man, I'm like, what the fuck is that? No. Yeah, it is. And then he said his name, and he's a local guy. Okay, I thought it was Spears. Okay, all right. Good. I'm loving the no music for Takashi, man. I, the, the, there's no greater theme than the sound of fucking hatred. I love it. Mikey Ruckus at his best, man. Yes. Uh, there was a fan that held up signs throughout the night. Uh, one of them I saw in the main event was uh, Jay White Eats Corn the Long Way. <laughs> and then there was a, there was a, there was a, there was a sign here. I had to write them down, bro. There was a sign here that said, Don Callis eats hot dogs without chewing. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I thought it was gonna say he eats hot dogs with ketchup on it. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, this match went one minute and thirty seconds. There was another guy right next to him, bro, that held up his sign. My wife thinks I'm at Bible study. Oh no! While he's at AEW Dynamite, right? Far from far from church, bro. Yeah, Takeshita beat Ace in one minute and thirty seconds. Uh, big uh, power knee driving strike, and that was at one, two, three. To catch the wins. After the match, Don Callis said he had something to say. And uh, he got uh, drowned out by booze. And he said, unlike last week, I will be heard. To catch the spoken Japanese. And he got mega booed here because I guess fuck if uh, fuck to catch if you're not speaking English. Yeah, Callis, that makes him heal. Yeah. Callis says he's there to tell the fans the truth about Kenny Omega. He said everything Omega has in life is because of him. He says it's all Kenny's fault. He said the elite have been like a cancer in his body. And so he and his family are going to cut the elite out of AEW for good. Bro, Don Callis looks like a slimy, snivelly prick out there. I love it. Yeah, yeah. 
He's got the no shirt, bro. He's got the fucking chain. He's got the shirt on, but he's got the, uh, like, uh, it's unbuttoned in a prick-like way. He's got the gold chain. He's got the fucking pink sunglasses on. Like he's looking slimy, great out there, man. Slimy, greasy asshole. Though. He's looking like, he's, he's looking like a, a fucking, uh, a, a fake watch salesman out there. Fucking carny prick he looks like. He looks fantastic, man. Yeah, it's this Rolex Deep Dive Explorer, bro. $400. It's legit. I got all the paperwork for you. There's a Rolex Daytona, two-tone. I got $800. I got all the paperwork for you. Official for Rolex. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> and listen, man, he was not, uh, no, no uh, manufactured heat here. All real. No, all, all real. He was getting Dominic heat. Who? <laughs> I think Callis is a better heel than MJF now, man. Oh, my God. Alex Marvez, he interviewed Christian Cage backstage. Luchasaurus was making grunting noises from behind the locker room door. Some loud noises from behind the locker room. I don't know what the fuck was going on there, man. Christian said he is the uncrowned TNT champion. He said Arn Anderson took something from him, so it's time he takes something from Arn. They opened the door, and Brock Anderson was clutching at his ribs as Luchasaurus beat him up from behind the door. Pretty good stuff. Christian Cage with his uh, turtleneck, bro. Who, who who could sit there and not be entertained? Oh, did he have it on tonight? Yeah. Oh, he did. Oh, what a dick. It's the summertime, man. So what? What a dick. What a dick. He's going to wear that shit all summer, man. Inside, the air conditioner's on. Why who, not? Who does that? Christian He's Cage. Wear the, what a fucking dick. Wears a fucking turtleneck in the summer. Chris Statlander. Oh, my girl's dead, man. Tony Brown, where are you, bro? You got enough fucking booty meat here, bro, to last you fucking till kingdom come over here. Oh, Holy I'm shit. Sure Tony Brown enjoyed this one. Man. Oh, my goodness. Chris Statlander and Anna Jay with uh, our guy out here, man. Do you want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? I mean, it's Chris Statlander and Anna yeah. Jay in the ring, bro. Anna I Jay. Mean, <laughs> holy shit. Man. Or, or or Stat, a.k.a. AEW's Bailey, man. Yeah. Man. Woo. There you go. Uh, Statlander's in there. This is her second title defense in two weeks. Uh, I don't want to see this become a regular thing, please. We don't need her defending the title against uh, random opponents weekly. Give her some story, please. Yeah. Ty Valkyrie was backstage. Uh, I'm assuming we're getting some sort of story. There's a story, a story within these nothing matches. That's a story. Tyler Valkyrie was backstage watching this match on a monitor. Menard, Daddy Magic stood on the ring apron when Statlander climbed to the top rope. Uh, Anna Jay slammed Statlander off the top rope, drove her face first into the mat for a near fall. So we get Statlander delivering a discus lariat. Menard stood on the ring apron, distracted Statlander. She took a swing at him. Anna Jay rolled her up from behind, applied a sleeper. Statlander stood, uh, stood with Jay on her shoulders and he yanked her to the mat. She followed with a lariat backbreaker combo, followed by a what does she call that tombstone, bro? What does she call that? Does she have a name for that? Uh, it was the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I think she changed it though. I don't know. What is Statlander's finishing move name? Somebody in the chat. I know you guys are uh, on top of this type of thing. That's why I got you here. Uh, I'm gonna call it a tombstone pile driver right now. One, two, three, and uh, they showed uh, Taya upset with the outcome of this match backstage. Cry me a river. Now let's let's so let's let's build this the right way. Let's get because now we know because Taya was a Taya was a baby face. All right. 
And now we get Statland. They're the top, you know, the, uh, uh, the top baby face in the women's division. We need to get Taya to turn a little bit. Let's get her out there in some singles matches and to start showing her heel mannerisms and her frustration about how she was ripped off of that title shot and everything else. And they was handed to Statlander. Start the heel, heel turn progression in other matches. And that also allows Taya to go back to the bottom and get back up to a title match because you just lost to Jade. So why? Because you want to sit there back and watch Chris, you get a title match. Start building off of those wins. And then you know what? Maybe Chris Statlander saw that Taya was back there looking at her matches. So maybe she's looking at her like, bitch, I saw you looking at me. Now I'm looking at you. Now what? You know, yeah. so build towards it as opposed to just popping up, getting her face and getting to a title match. As far as I'm concerned, it's back to the bottom for Taya. So this frustration needs to be taken out on other baby face, lower end women on the roster. Saturday night fever, Friday night fever, midnight fever. It could be every night fever for me. I don't give a fuck. Holy shit. What's that? Statlander's finishing move. Oh, is that? Oh, that's what it is. Saturday Night Fever. Uh, the Big Bang. I don't know. Oh man, I, any one I of those care. names is uh, perfect. I don't care what she calls it. Who cares? Who cares? Shout out to Stat, man. She looks fantastic out there. Tony Storm. She's backstage with Ruby Soho, cutting a promo. Apparently on Rampage, uh, looks like a uh, lame duck show. Not that I watch it anyway. Uh, Lucha Brothers and Bandito versus Ethan and Lee Moriarty with Big Bill. Uh, and uh, we got the acclaimed versus the Spanish Announce Project. Who the fuck that is? I have no idea. SAP. Get it? Uh, yeah. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, he is uh, found. Somebody found Hobbs. Holy shit. There we go. And we got Britt Baker versus Sky Blue versus Mercedes Martinez versus Nyla Rose with a women's title match on the line for uh, Washington, D.C. Mercedes Martinez, where's she been? Ring of Honor. Why is she on, on Rampage? I have no fucking idea. Nyla Rose, she just got done competing for the TBS title. Why is she getting an opportunity at the world title? I don't know. Sky Blue loses every match she's in. Why is she here? I don't know. Give the match to Britt Baker and call it a day. Do better, man. Do better with the women. Oh, we don't shit. need. We just saw. We just saw Chris Statlander in her return match last week. Great. She just got back from injury. We don't need her working every week, like you just said. Now that spot could have been given to women trying to qualify to move up the ladder to get a title match. We didn't need to see Statlander in a match this week. No. I don't know what any of these women have to do with the women's world title. Britt Baker versus Tony Storm. That's what your match is going to be in uh, Washington D.C. Yeah. So they're continuing the story there. While Jamie Hayter's out, Britt's going for the title. I wonder what's going to happen there. Dissension when she returns? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we get the mat. Bro, maybe we get Britt versus uh, Jamie in uh, London. Uh, that, that was what I originally hoped for, but we don't know if she's going to be good to go by then. I don't know. Hopefully. We don't know, man. I, I need my Jamie Hayter back, bro. Tony Storm and Ruby Soho cut a promo. Storm talked about facing the winner of this four-way. She claimed to be the greatest AEW Women's Champion who ever lived. I mean, that list is uh, very short, so uh, Tony probably has uh, a point there. Ruby said it gives her goosebumps when she does that. Okay. I don't know. Right. Tony she Storm has rock- that effect on guys, you know? She get rock hard? I mean... <laughs> I guess I guess so. Just- I guess so. <laughs> Did you um, see? Did you see? Did you see her and Juice over in uh, New Japan? 
Did I? Yes, I did. I thought that was that, great. That was awesome, right? That was, that was awesome, great. man. She got a big reaction too. Yeah, that was that that was fucking cool. That was the coolest thing I've seen Tony Storm do since she got over here. Yeah, they uh, they plugged next week's Dynamite. Mogul Embassy versus Darby, Sting, Keith Lee, and Orange Cassidy. MJF and Adam Cole in a championship eliminator match, which is basically a non-title match. And if Cole wins, he gets a championship opportunity at a later date, which I can't fucking stand. Giving the match away on one week notice after a tremendous promo back and forth very much cheapens the fucking match. Don't do it. And then we got the Hung Bucks versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Should be a a banger dynamite next week. Yeah. Main event. We got Ricky Starks. Absolute Ricky Starks versus Switchblade Jay White. You know, Jesse, uh, you know, know, these geeks on social media, man. After tonight with Jay White's in the main event here, he's got Bullet Club Gold. He's going to be in the main event with CM Punk on Collision in two weeks. Bro, I I thought Jay White was buried, Jesse. What happened here? No, he's buried, bro. He, they're doing nothing with him. He's being wasted. He's being buried. See, AEW's not perfect. They're not like WWE that's perfect. Bro, I had this I had this blonde over on Fightful. Stephanie Chase blocked me because I'm like, why don't you cut this shit out about Jay White being buried? I, I don't hear these people today, bro. I mean, he's in a fucking main event with CM Punk at CM Punk's request. How is he buried? People just need to be patient, man. Just be patient. Who was, say, who was right? Jesse and I were right, as always. Yeah. You, you can't say on the one hand that the company is oversaturated and have too much talent. And then on the second hand, well, they just signed this guy a week ago, and he's already not a megastar. See, they suck. Relax, man. Jay White's got to be in the main event with a world title in two weeks. Everything comes with time. I've said that for everything that's been going down in the AEW with these... With these hot shot title changes, you know, when FTR came back, they get the titles right away. That was bullshit. That should not have happened. That should have waited until until the acclaim was done with their run. And then they want to go ahead and transition to the ass boys who make great transitional champions. Let's be honest here, because they weren't ready to carry the company. But they would have done fine for a transitional champion to get the titles onto FTR, which is what they did. They just did it too goddamn fast. It was yeah. not time for the acclaim to drop those titles yet. No. No, we've said that time and time and time again. So in time, in time, I think in time, FTR should have been champions. In time, Jay White will be champion in time. Just wait for it, man. You got to, I mean, it, when he does win it now, it's going to mean so much more rather than he showed up and here's the title, bro. Yeah. Stark sprinted up the ramp to attack before the bell here. Both men brawled at ringside until Starks had a big high back body drop, and he was looking under the ring for something. This allowed Jay White to crawl up the ramp. Starks tried to throw him off the ramp, but uh, Jay White raked the eyes of uh, Ricky Starks, and then White was taking a little bit too long to follow up. Starks countered a suplex with a suplex out to the floor. Uh, This was uh, right before commercial break, so... Jay White lit up Starks with some chops until Starks finally started to make a babyface comeback. He fired off some strikes until White crotched him trying a tornado DDT. So Jay White connected on a big superplex off the top rope. He signaled for his finish, the Blade Runner. Starks battled out with a leaping lariat tornado DDT. Full Nelson slam. He goes for cover, only gets a two count. He then tried for the Rochambeau to end it all. Jay White counted with a Uranage. 
And they both traded strikes back and forth until Starks leapt in the air and speared Jay White in half. Uh, or tr- at least tried to. Not yet. He did get the spear on him, but he tried for the spear, but White countered the first spear attempt with a big pump knee right to the fucking face. Starks floated over a suplex, hit the spear in the second attempt. Then he hit the Rochambeau, but as he hit the Rochambeau, Paul Turner, the referee, got knocked out and took him out of the match. So uh, he got bumped. This allowed the gun club to show up, and they laid out Starks with 310 to Yuma, their finish, and White connected with a blade runner for the 1-2-3 as Paul Turner uh, conveniently woke up uh, right at the end of the match. Were they to, waiting uh, for the ref to get knocked out before they Count came? one, two, three. Post-match, <laughs> Juice ran out to celebrate. He was rock hard after this win. Commentary assumes the gun club interfering. Uh, here, being that they have history with FTR, they are currently feuding with Bullet Club Gold. Bro, we, we may have the gun club in Bullet Club Gold, bro. I, I ha- if, that is the, if that's where they're leading to this, man, I think that would make a good fit for the Bullet Club. I really do. It should. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how necessarily how the Bullet Club faction normally works as far as how their members are, you know, you know compromised, uh, comprised of and things like that. But I could see, you know, I could see the gun club, you know, being like mid-card henchman type deal in, in the Bullet Club. That'd be, that'd be fine for them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, things are coming full circle here, man. We got FTR backing up Ricky Starks. We got FTR kind of feuding with Bullet Club Gold. Uh, I guess it's very, very early stages in the feud. They're in the main event of Collision. FTR beat the Gun Club for the tag team titles. We got some, we got some decent, you know, coming full circle story here, man. They're trying to make sense of it. I'm kind of intrigued to see where it goes. I think that'd be a great fit with Jay White and Jay and Juice Robinson. Yeah, let's let's, let's see what it do. I mean, at this point, I kind of hope so because. It would kind of make sense why they were sitting there ready to jump in as soon as the ref went down. Like, yeah. what are we? Oh, how would you guys? How did you guys know the ref was gonna go down? And why are we right there waiting for? Listen, it? You, you guys in the chat, I don't give a shit if you don't like the Gun Club. I think the Gun Club is very underrated. I think they're great heels. I really do. I I I, I, I gotta agree. I, I think they have potential in what they do, and I said that as they were champions and when they beat. If you go back and check what I've said when they beat the Acclaim. I was okay with it because I thought that this was going to lead to the acclaimed chasing and getting them back in a little bit. It did not. I did wish and hope that Billy Gunn went back to the gun club to help them and turn on the acclaim. I think that would have been best for them, but I think there's some potential with the gun club. Yeah, man. Now, 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 now listen, I don't watch, I don't watch new Japan. Is Kenta, is Kenta still with the bullet club? Yeah, I don't know. Somebody in the chat let me know, man. Is Kenta still with the Bullet Club? And if so, do we see Kenta pull up to help Jay White, bro? And maybe we get Kenta versus CM Punk at Forbidden Door. I don't know. Do we really want to see that? I don't know. That's going to be uh, a booking nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, really. Donzel says yes. Kenta yeah. is still, yes. The, uh, the, uh, yes. Kenta is still with the Bullet Club. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, he's still We may the, see yeah. Kenta. Possibly. Oh, boy. Can Punk even go for a one-on-one match? I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, I'm afraid if he gets to do a match with Kenta, man, I think he may be out for another nine months. I think if Punk gets hurt again, like like extensively hurt again, I think it's a wrap, man. It may be over, yeah. It may be over for him. Career ended. 
Yeah, it may be a rap, man. It, 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 it just... It just goes to show, like, I mean, at it, it, it his age and what he's got, he just can't go on a full-time schedule, which I don't think he needs to retire at that point. I just think he needs to retire from full-time in-ring work. That's all. Appreciate you guys joining us, man. This was a uh, very, very fun review tonight. Glad everybody enjoyed the show. The shows uh, here are so much better when Dynamite's a great show. Tonight was a great show. Uh, follow us on social media, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Same thing with Jesse. On Twitter, at Chi-Town Smart. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out all the content that I've uploaded in recent days on the homepage. Everything you need is there. Check out Jesse on his YouTube channel tomorrow night as he reviews Impact on Axis. And make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. We got 668 likes right now on the stream. I'd love if we could get Around 800 would be the goal tonight. So let's get that uh, up to 800 tonight if you guys have not hit that thumbs up. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. We're going to hang out in just a second. And memberships are open. Make sure you guys get those memberships in. Become a VIP right here on OTS. Jesse and I will be live for Collision on June 17th. I will be live on Tuesdays. This coming Tuesday, debut episode of TNT. Tuesday Night Titans, me and Andrew Baydala. Ticket Drew, new show on Tuesday nights to fill your NXT void because nobody gives a shit about Dana Brooke now on NXT, bro. Did you hear this? Who? What? Dana Brooke is now in the NXT women's division, bro, and they labeled her a free agent when she got drafted to Monday Night Raw. Oh. Wow. You know what? Bro, Clucky, Clucky doesn't look good uh, against the green screen, bro. He's blending oh, no. with the green screen. Oh, no. He's half invisible. Clucky. All right. Anyway, guys, let's get into these Super Chats. Joseph Taylor with a $13 Super Chat. Two things. Rest in peace, Iron Sheik. And two, CM Punk is not drawing a lot of tickets in Canada. That's funny because some geek told me he draws more than the elite. Okay, Bro, Joseph, I love you, brother. Thank you for $13. I have to tell everybody this. Not to you, Joseph, but I have to tell everybody this. Why are you concerned with ticket sales for a company that is putting on banger matches this summer? I I don't understand it. Enjoy the fucking show, okay? Number two, it's in Canada, okay? I don't understand who gives a shit about AEW in Canada, man. It's a brand new territory for them. They sold out Forbidden Door within fucking uh, half an hour. And you're all worried about fucking Collision and CM Punk. Maybe people are fatigued with the CM Punk drama, man. Maybe they don't want to show up to the show. Or maybe Canada doesn't get really get that nice of a summer or, or they haven't had nice weather in forever and they want to go enjoy themselves instead of going to a fucking wrestling show on a Saturday night. Just a guess. Who cares, Jesse? Amazing, bro. Stop yes, worrying saw- about ratings and ticket sales and analytics and fucking uh, hour by hour, minute by minute breakdowns. Give me a fucking break. I saw a tweet that said they had all out, uh, they had all in so far at like 65,000 tickets sold out of like 74,000 available. Yeah. And then I saw a couple of replies and they're like, oh, so they, they couldn't sell it out, huh? You just 65,000 wrestling fans in one venue for a show and that doesn't excite you. 
instead you want to look at oh they didn't they didn't they didn't sell out these nine thousand yet ah I, I don't know uh, they they drew more people for all in than WWE did in Detroit for SummerSlam. I mean Jesus, the, no matches announced, none. The card is months away, and you want to point out the fact that they didn't sell it out yet. WWE didn't even draw 65,000 people for night one and night two of WrestleMania. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you how excited I am. I have never, ever, ever, ever been to a wrestling show with 65,000 people in it. No. I can't wait. Jesse and I will be there. Can't wait. Peter Gaymore with a 550. Sup, JD. Sorry, I've been MIA. The fires and smoke in my province here in Canada are insane. I'm fine. Nearest fire is two hours away. Just severe smoke right now. Peter Gaymore, uh, be safe, brother. Use the power of Omos to power you through this uh, terrible time, Peter Gaymore. Tony Brown, oh my goodness. There Bro, he is. he is so happy, man. He donated $9.99 tonight. There he is. A all-you-can-eat buffet, fellas. Oh, oh my goodness, Tony Brown. Yes, sir. Are we all happy to see Stat back, man? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sham World, $2 Super Chat. CM Punk should join and lead Bullet Club Gold. Why? That'd be something, huh? I just think he needs to turn heel. I think, I think gonna, he will. I, th- I think he's going to need to turn heel. I think he will. Uh, Shamworth, thank you for the two, brother. Uh, Robert Hurt with a 27 months in the OTS venue. Adam Clover's MJF going to be a banger next week if the match happens. We don't even know if it's going to be a one-on-one match. It may be a uh, bait and switch. They I hope it is. Get themselves out of that bullshit, man, and get that match to a pay-per-view. People need to pay to see that match, man. Yeah. Moretz, 12 months. Thank you, brother. Michael Evans with 12 months. Thank you guys very much. 12 months in the venue. Uh, NCO, seven, eight months. Thank you, brother. The Dud and I'm Already Dead with a 100 each. I appreciate you, fellas. Uh, thank you guys very much for your generosity. Joey Clemenza with 18 months. Let's all bow our heads and pour one out for the Iron Sheik. Vaya con Dios, Shiki. Everyone go fuck themselves. You can't see me with a 199 Super Chat. He says, Jesse is my dad. You have uh, another son somewhere, Jesse? That we don't know about? Or a son in general? Yes, I have a son. Of course I have a son. My son. <laughs> Apparently this kid's your son. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Jesse okay. is my daddy, says I. Who's your daddy? We don't have Jerry Springer anymore, man. We can't get the DNA test. No, man. That was his first super chat too. You can't see me. Thank you, brother. Uh Joseph Taylor with a two dollar super chat. MJF is the only friend that Vince McMahon has. Hey, he's got Bruce. He's got Bruce. He's got, he's, got, uh, <laughs> he's got Johnny Lauren Lauren Titus. Yep. Talking about it's got plenty of friends. Twenty four with a one ninety nine MJF and Nick Khan is his friend. He lied for yeah. him every fuck every, every every interview he did. He lied for him. There you go. Twenty four with a one ninety nine MJF and Adam Cole changed my life. I have no words. Wow, man. 
I don't like to say it, but I did. I'll pass the word along to uh, Adam yeah. Cole. Chris Ma- Malawinski with a 499. What if Don Konoske aren't with BCC? They've been separate, and the family Callus keeps talking about will destroy the elite. What if it's Punk FTR? It's what? It's a possibility, Chris. Huh? If Punk FTR, I'm part of the BCC. No, what if what if Don and Konoske aren't with the BCC? What if the family what? he's talking about is Punk and FTR? Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. But we're, we're getting Kota Ibushi, and that's all that we need to know there. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Marine with a 50 in Super Chat, and then he becomes a new member. Tyler, thank you so much, brother. He says, first Super Chat for this show. Thank you, JD and Jesse, for always killing it. Super hype for Forbidden Door. You and I, you and Jesse, all three of us, brother, we're, we're fucking hyped already. Can't wait. Are you going? I know. Are you no, going? no, I'm not going. I'll be here. You're not going? No. Damn it, okay. I was gonna go to a theater and do a Chicago meet and greet. No, I'll be uh, I'll be home, unfortunately. Okay. Zach Smith with the six ninety nine. As a Canadian, I would like to apologize. Welcome to what every summer for the past six years has been like for us. Much love, you guys and the OTS family. What started the fire, bro? Was it it's just all the warm weather? It, 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 was it really the hot weather up there? How hot is it? Is it up there that it burned the fucking trees? What do you mean it's hot? I thought they didn't get good weather. Now, I mean, Bro, here I am thinking some geek was out in the fucking forest having a campfire, and he burned the fucking shit down to the ground. I don't know. Oh, God. Ridiculous, man. Zach, I'm I'm sorry, man. You Canadians. You silly Canadians, bro. Blame Canada. Ricardo Nunez with a 50 and a 20. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, brother. Says so Jaylee and Jesse, the Sheik on Howard Stern was the best. I gotta check that out. I haven't seen it. I saw Sheik on Jerry Springer. I thought that was fucking great, too. He was on Springer. Mm-hmm. Jared Howard with the $2 Super Chat. Reason why I watched was because of MJF and Adam Cole. Well, they're uh, a very good reason to watch. I didn't know that segment was happening. How'd you know? I don't know. The government did it, said Mike and why. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> the government did it. Michael Evans with a $10 Super Chat. Jesse deserves his own emoji when he's preaching truth or facts. Maybe Jesse's face over a wrestling Bible. No, man. My emoji is tacos. Tacos. Jay Ray with a $10 Super Chat. After this past week's SmackDown and Raw, I'm officially convinced that Vince is stretching out Cody vs. Reigns until WrestleMania 40. I'm going to need a lot of ice-cold Guinness for this long ride. Bro, SummerSlam is match number three, and then it's over. But uh, I love how people were excited about a potential Cody versus Dominic matchup. Money in the bank, man. Oh, my God. Nothing's going to get my blood going but a, a Cody and fucking Dominic match. Ridiculous. Let me tell you how this whole Cody thing looks to someone like me who's like half in, half out of WWE right now. Looks fucking terrible. It feels like Cody hasn't done shit since chasing Roman Reigns. Nothing. Ice cold. Yeah, like the when he was chasing Roman, it was so interesting because he he had half the world believing he was gonna be the one to do it, and he didn't. Which I mean, which is fine, I guess. That's the shit. I mean, it could have went either way, I guess. But with the fallout and with the way he's going after it, he ain't doing shit. He ain't doing shit, man. Listen, man, I'm gonna blame the fires in Canada on Vincent Bruce, just like everything else. <laughs> Uh, Joseph Taylor with a $3 Super Chat. Vince McMahon likes to play with himself. Okay. 
Uh, you keep that to yourself, Joseph. I don't want to know about that. Uh, Road Warrior Roderick with a $10 Super Chat. JD and Jesse, is TK just trolling the wrestling world with his continuous push of Orange Cassidy, the pocket man, as we are way past the point of making sense? Hashtag Forbidden Door and hashtag OTS for Life, he says. I think he is trolling with this. I think he knows the retirement, especially seeing him going on first. TK TK probably watches this show and, and says, ah, those two guys, JD from New York, he doesn't like it. We'll do it again. You, you can't have your ear to the ground on everything going on in pro wrestling, but then didn't get wind of the fact that people are tired of seeing Orange open the show and everything. He knows. He knows. Uh, wh- why am I doing TK in a Vince voice? I don't know. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Right. Promoter, whatever. Who cares? But, uh, Jarrett Howard with a $5 super chat. AEW should do a monthly pay-per-view subscription fee like WWE with NBC app. $5 a month to compete against WWE pay-per-views. Uh, it's cheap. It's not 50 versus 5 a month. No. They got a plan in store for their streaming center. It's coming. I'm already dead. Thank you for the 100 again in super chat. Appreciate you, brother. Eric Decker with a four months. MJF is so golden on the mic. No one in modern wrestling expect Roman is on his level. Thank you for being my tribal chief, JD. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate you, bro. Lockmaster with a 499. What's up, JD and Jesse? I got to agree with Jesse and say Larry is what nightmares are made of. Love the podcast and I've been here since WrestleMania 33. That is one. Larry is getting excited, bro. That beautiful specimen Larry is excited. He is a gorgeous man. That is a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> bro, that don't even look like a real... Bro, I know you manipulated that picture, bro. It's not like, Larry is not that big, bro. This guy, this guy fucking uh, AI, an AI image of, of Larry right there. Look. That's that fucking dog right there. Fuck out of here. He's fucking hideous. He looks like a gremlin. <laughs> bro, I swear to God, the next venue I get made, bro, if we're outside, I'm getting a fucking bat signal in the form of Larry in the sky, bro. That's oh what we're doing. God, that thing does breed terror in the villains. I can give you that. <laughs> Armando with the three months. MJF is the best heel in the world. Get the hell out of here with Dominic. Awesome promo tonight. Shout out to you, Jaden and Jesse. Both of you are the best. Thank you, Armando. God, it looks like a fucking lab-created project or something. <laughs> Sean Ray J with a $5 super chat. Just got home from dropping mom off to the airport. Just wanted to say y'all the best in the IWC. I appreciate the hard work and dedication. Thank you, thank you, Ray J. I appreciate that, man. Thanks, man. Let you know when she gets here. Chris with a 499. Also, what if Kenta gets involved in the Collision Trios match since he's a part of the Bullet Club and been calling Punk out? Forbidden Door match, maybe. Possibly, Chris. Maybe. Phil with a 999. JD and Jesse, what a dynamite. I personally think calling MJF is a bit too soon, but it'll be incredible. The next great feud for AEW. Their war of words was fantastic. Love the OTS family. OTS for life. Uh, yeah, I, I hope next week, Phil, it's uh, like a red herring or a, a bait and switch by AEW. So we'll see what happens. I think it's uh, too soon. It kind of cheapens the, the big match feel of it. So hopefully they change it. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Rodriguez with a 499. 
Funny, everyone in the IWC can break down ratings, tickets, etc., but don't know the difference between two and toe. Well, you mean two with two O's and two with one O. People really need to leave things be. Well, the IWC's got the fucking collective IQ of an eggplant, bro. What, what, do, you, what do you expect here? I mean, it is what it is. Billy Sizane with a $2 super chat. Hey, JD, do we see Ibushi next week? Um, we see Ibushi before Forbidden Door, for sure. Hollywood Eric with the two months. Hey, JD, Dynamite was great. I'm a proud two-month member. Jesse Goldberg will be at All In, and Larry is beautiful. OTS for life, my tribal chief. Larry is, okay, Larry is, hold on. We put this back up here before. Larry is beautiful. Okay, all right, go ahead. Allison Tuckwab with a three months. Trish Stratus could have got Benson in trouble. He did that to her, but she didn't. Who the fuck is Benson? Uh, Allison, who are you talking about? Benson. You can't see me with a 199 Super Chat. All I need is Hater versus Stat. Four hours. Or four an hour. (laughs) Four hours is good, too. Uh, Booty booty for days. (laughs) And Joseph Taylor with a $7 super chat. J.D. Jesse, the first concert you guys ever went to. The first concert I went to was at Club L'Amour in Brooklyn back in August of 2000. The bands I went to go see for my very first concert as I stood front row and got crushed to death was Cannibal Corpse... Nile, the crown, and Chrysion from Brazil. I was dead. I was sore for like six days. Oh, man. Um, I think the first concert I went to was the, um, so it's a local concert. I had called the, the B-Bash. It's called the B-96 Summer Bash. It's like a radio station that hosts a bunch of different artists and everything. So it was it was almost like a Lollapalooza-type deal, but a smaller size. Um and I forget who the headliners were because it's not like you go to see like one artist. There's like a whole shit ton of them. But um, my God, dude, it was so fucking long ago. I think like Boys to Men was there, and like some some other like popular. They 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 played they played top forty music. So like whatever the popular music was of that era was like I think maybe like Cisco was there, some shit like that. I don't remember. That's a good question, Joseph. Thank you. LJ with the two months. What do you think about Braun Breaker challenging Seth Rollins to come to NXT to put the world title on the line? I think NXT is fucking getting desperate. That's what I think. Yeah. He just lost to Carmelo Hayes, but wants a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship on a brand that he's not a part of. How, yeah, could, Seth Ra- how, could, Seth, how could Seth Rollins show up on NXT when he's not a free agent? Yeah, let, let, let's make sense of that one, HBK. I, I don't watch NXT at all and I feel I can comfortably say that Braun Breaker should have get called up in this last round he doesn't need to be down there either. why don't we call Braun Breaker up after SummerSlam and maybe build him up to take on Seth Rollins on Raw yeah he needs to be on the main roster bro. and you can't see me for a 199 Punk vs Omega Larry on a pole match book it pal scared at pole Larry does not belong on a pole, man. Larry belongs 
on a pillow being fed treats by a beautiful woman. This Larry. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That beautiful face. Yeah. Whatever. He's a cute little man over here, bro. Look at him over here. He's gorgeous. Yeah. Bro, I would da- I would I would I would pay you a hundred dollars right right then and there, bro, if you told CM Punk Larry is a fucking hideous creature. Is he here? No, we gotta do it in person. You want me to tweet it to him right now? No, then you'll get blocked. I'm, I'm assuming that, that I think that CM Punk would definitely block you. I have a feeling if you berated Larry online, bro. I don't think he. Would, I don't think he's on Twitter right now. Now why would he? Yeah, they, they Twitter hates him. Why would he be on Twitter, man? Fuck Twitter. Twitter hates him. We don't want that. So I, I got to get new music on here. I'm not sure. Where do you find your royalty-free music? I don't know. Everything is... Fu- I mean, fuck you mean you don't know. Why I come here? I don't know why you come here either. <sighs> All right. Uh, let, let's see. Uh, Phil with a 499. JD, show my appreciation. Been here since WrestleMania 30. I hope both of you are staying safe with the wildfire situation. Jesse, respect Larry, says Phil. Yeah. Larry the Cable Guy? And Allison Tuckwab with a 499. Yes, I was talking about Vance. About Trish Stratus could have gotten him in trouble, but she didn't. She figured he went through enough. What? Vance? Preston Vance? Trish? Vance? What about? Oh, you mean Vince? Vince? Vince. Vince. I think you mean Vince, Allison. Joseph Gonzalez with a 499. I think they are having Seth on NXT against Braun to test how big of a draw Seth is as champion. That's bullshit. They don't need to test. Okay. This is why I don't watch No, it's, it's, no it's not that. It's because NXT is desperate for ratings. That's why. Oh, Allison says talking about Vince talking into the mic. Oh, okay. I, I think I've had enough, bro. I think I need to hop on, on Destiny and uh, get the hell out of here, man. There that's we what, go, that's what I think. Guys, yeah. I appreciate I appreciate you, man. Thank you for uh, joining us tonight. And uh, we will be back at it on Friday, as always. We got the bloodline drama. Jay Uso has to decide who he's going to stand with, Jimmy or Solo. It's going to be awesome. Make sure you guys follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out all the other content on the channel. We need 60 likes for 800. If you guys can hit the thumbs up if you're in the chat and have not done so, I'd really appreciate it. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications and... Go watch Jesse tomorrow night, man. Cover Impact live on his channel. Chi-Town Smart on YouTube. Impact on Axis live post-show review tomorrow night. And make sure you guys check out the live stream on Friday night when I'm live for SmackDown. Until then, guys, have a great night. We got some cool shit coming up. I may have some major news, a groundbreaking announcement for me personally coming soon. Jesse knows what it is. 
incredible stuff, man. There you go. So thank you guys very much, and I will talk to you all on Friday night right here from the Beer Garden on SmackDown right here on OTS. So see you guys later. about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.